0: This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music-focused show, rife, positively dripping to the point of needing a bucket and a mop, with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you, while our fascinating fun features fluster, flowmix, Fulfill and a thrill you and uh, Cruella Deville you to borrow a line from Freddie Mercury, greatest character name ever, by the way. I mentioned only in passing Cruella Deville. Now, astute and alert listeners, which is nobody in this room, by the way, uh, <laughs> might have noticed I said what the flock radio's birds of a feather. That is true, and kudos to you for. An, uh, You want a star on the forehead? You've got it. You've got it. No problem. You do not need to give me an apple because uh, that was very, uh, very keen of you to notice that. And we will cover that in Bird Banter. But in the meantime, please allow me to introduce myself. I'm Professor P. Soup, and I was born in a crossfire hurricane. Uh, That's not really true. I'm just a monkey man. But if you start me up, I'll never stop, unfortunately for listeners. But (laughs) despite the editor's best efforts... But I'm sorry, I can't get no satisfaction from today's mainstream music. Oh, you're not the only one with mixed emotions, believe me. If you're thinking you can't always get what you want, and here comes your 19th nervous breakdown, don't just sit there as tears go by. You're a fool to cry instead of telling those lame-ass programmers to get off my cloud. If you can't rock me, somebody will. There are plenty of respectable artists out there whose music is guaranteed to get your rocks off. And we, in the indie music scene, like us at What the Flock Radio are bringing you their work and coming to your emotional rescue. You'll see the myth that there's no good music anymore completely shattered. We, your birds, Crazy Mama and the Midnight Rambler, extend an open invitation. Let's spend the night together. We'll play you the great new music we found and discuss the hot stuff that was prevalent in the golden days. Just like the last time. We're more than happy to do so. I might joke that uh, Christine is a bitch who makes me her beast of burden, but (laughs) you should see her face. Joke that Christina's a bitch who makes me her beast of burden, but it's all in fun. Some girls might fit that bill, but not Cookie. She's a rainbow, and one would have to have a heart of stone not to love her. She actually does most of the work while I sit blankly with faraway eyes, and she also drives many a moonlight mile so we can gather under cover of the night and bring you these shows. Uh, Oops. (laughs) Looks like I'm out of time. She's probably ready to round up some wild horses to drag me away from the mic. All right, then. Till the next goodbye. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Over to you, as they say.
1: Could these get any more fucking clever? Holy shit. Was it? (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Was, uh, 24 t- see, I, I kind of combined. I learned from you. I took a tip from you, but I could only use nine actual lines. But I coupled that with uh, 24 titles. That was so. very
1: cool. I have never done that. That is your new thing. Maybe you do yeah. that.
0: I, I'm not talented enough to do it all out of lines the way you do. So mm. I had to do. Some, I had to kind of cobble something together,
1: that Frankenstein really, really style, cool. you know, babe. I get it. Well, you might be asking. Who the fuck is that bitch that <laughs> makes, him, the burden. makes him her <laughs> beast of burden? Well, that's not me. I am Christina Baldwin, vocalist for the dark alt rock band Ascent. That's ASNT, bitches. And I can't stand it for another day. And it may sound strange. Only hope can keep me together. You don't care if it's wrong or if it's right. The accusations fly, words that scream for your submission. I guess this is our last goodbye, and you will see it coming to its fruition. No surprise, no mystery. It's all a game. For you, and you, and you. I clutch at images like dying breath. If I had wings, I'd leave the ground. Echoes of things that you said. Living the day. From day to day. I'm climbing up an endless wall. Quiet fills the room. Hide my face in my hands. Shame wells in my throat. Must I always be alone? Yeah,
0: that was so brilliant. Compared to that, what I did sounded like da-do-do-do-da-da-da-da. I mean, honestly. You did
1: not <laughs> just fucking do that. You did not just da-do-do-da-da-da-da that, did you? It's all,
0: that's all I have to say to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, shit. Bam, double down. Holy
1: shit. You're uh, so punny.
0: You really um, are.
1: So, you know, in case anyone was counting, you know, that was certainly the police of... Uh, whom I'm a huge, gigantic, ridiculous fan. And um, that took me probably longer than any other one I've done because their lyrics are so hard to string together. Yeah,
0: but, um, they're.
1: I mean, there's some pretty dark ones. It's hard. There, there's, I couldn't put Demolition Man in here or some shit. Like, that just wouldn't have worked.
0: A classic. So, a classic. No, it wouldn't have. So yeah.
1: I had to. So hopefully these aren't getting too incredibly dark. But that's where th- I go where the lines take me, friends. I'm a
0: walking nightmare. That's a hell of a song, i got to say. <laughs> Not a bad flick with uh, Stallone, Snipes, and Bullock. i got to say, it's campy as fuck. But uh, it's uh, it's pretty cute, though. You know, we're trying to bring you the best because anything less than the best is a what, punkin'? Anything less than the best is a travesty. Oh, sorry, felony. Uh, ice, uh, uh, vanilla ice. Oh,
1: yeah, you didn't say it like a. Anything. Rap. Yeah,
0: anything less than the best is a felony. Sorry, I let you down there. That that's not the way you pass a cue in yeah, the radio no. game. I'm sorry, I, yeah. I'm new at this yet. I'm learning. <laughs> still. You know, I mean, that's a felony. Whereas parking on the dance floor, that's that's like a fine, a violation. That's yeah, to make. no parking. But on I mean, the dance anything floor. less than the best, don't even don't even. It's think a about fucking it, felony. Think about it. Okay, that's serious. So we're trying to keep you amused, uh, at least to the point where you don't end up at the end of the broadcast face down in a puddle of drool. So um, mm. let's uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. That's I'm I hoping say. for the
1: best. Look at this, fingers crossed.
0: And you know, to that end, uh, you might, I'm hoping that the uh, what I assume are hundreds of thousands of you out there are in total denial, like um, like Dumplin here about my voice. I'm sorry, I have a scratchy, hoarse voice tonight. There's nothing I can do about it. I swear, it has nothing to do with the bath salts. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Doesn't I'm not saying though? I'm not saying I didn't do bath salts, but it was for the show. But that <laughs> was just tonight, and I've had this throat for days. So clearly, mm. I mean, dedu- logical deduction: the bath salts had nothing to do with it.
1: No, I don't think so either. Because look, I did bath salts, and I think I sound pretty fucking dulcet.
0: I mean, if I ate a face, it would probably go better for me. I agree. But, um, uh, we saw. Don't in, eat mine uh, last week. How that affected the Grammys, uh, the <laughs> Grammy votes, uh, <laughs> bath salts and face eating. So far, I'm doing okay here. I might have to drink a little bit more beverages. But I'm um, getting by. Water, but uh, more yeah, water. water, more yeah, uh, smart water, smart
1: pH not, not balance. Sh- not alkaline water, a stupid no. water. No, no, no this is water. smart water. water, but also alkaline,
0: alkaline, pH yeah.
1: balanced. You know,
0: it, it's all about the pH balance. It's all, all about it. the
1: fucking overhydration. You
0: know, wh- whenever you heard a show that we did that sucked, it, the pH balance was off. Totally, That's the problem. Yeah. Totally. So it's not really our fault. You know. it's
1: sometimes hormonal yeah, as well. Exactly. I think.
0: All right. So we've established that we don't want you to be in a face down in a uh, face down in a puddle of drool.
1: If we can help it.
0: And uh, let's see. Um, well, we're. Um, uh, it's usually. It seems to be some special occasion here all the time. It's an no anniversary. It's So we're celebrating this. We're celebrating that. We right. always find something to celebrate. However, this part we knew, and the show is a big one for you birds. We take a deep breath, <gasps> and we let out a collective gulp. gulp. And you know how you do those two all together all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it's gulp. gulp. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That would probably sound a little bit like what we're hearing outside. I have the uh, the macho pink headphones on, so hot. So I, when I, but when I take them off, it sounds like we're recording in the fucking Okefenokee because <laughs> nearby us is a pond at with apparently. Three or four bullfrogs per square foot. Yeah, clearly. And they are croaking away, and crickets are chirping merry hell, and it just sounds amazing. Sometimes we get really uh, serious um, and incredible coyote howling action out here. I'm happy to say there's none tonight. (laughs) None tonight, yeah. But, I mean, we got the bullfrogs, so it seems Uh like we're in the middle of nowhere when, in fact, we're plugged into electric and all the comforts of home, and both studios is uh, rocking, as usual. So we are going to uh, explain now what's so different and why it was, astute listeners heard me say, what the flock radio at the beginning of the the show today, we announced the launch of our very own station. What, what the, the Flock, Flock Radio. Radio that was not some seizure or spasm on my part. I was accurately relaying, hard to believe as that is, what the new uh, system is, what the new regime is. Uh, this is what the Flock Radio today. We announced the launch of our very own station, What the Flock Radio. What the flock? What the flock is home to a single show, or a single show and a half, a show and a kind of a mini-me show, if you will, uh, winging will. it, which is kind of mini-me. It yeah. is a bonus if a you feather. will. It's a bonus, yeah. Birds of a feather and winging it. So Christina and I aren't going anywhere. In fact, we're coming to some new platforms. Hopefully, Ooh. that thing with the J that I never want to say. <laughs> uh, what the flock radio was born on March eleventh. Uh, but our flock need worry about anything. Will still be syndicated on Fusion Music Radio and fully support all their shows and one of our favorite people in the universe, Louis Drayton. Drayton. What's up, Louis? We love you, the Queen of All Puss, the Radio Magnate. Uh, not magnet is magnate I used to pronounce it like magnet, which is like. <laughs> I just Met. noticed radios that. don't. <laughs> are not uh, drawn it to him a- by some kind of invisible force. <laughs> Chicks <could> be- <laughs> are, and dudes are, but uh, <laughs> he's uh, the radio magnate and brilliant performer, the queen of all past, the king of all illness, and the master of all genres. You know, there was a song in which I referred to myself, uh, uh, which I said about myself, you name the genre, he's the undisputed king. Well, I was kidding, folks, but it's true of Louis Drayton, as we might or might not see in this show. It's possible anyway. I mean, don't rule it out altogether. We are delighted to share that you can find all of our Birds of a Feather and Winging It episodes and more than you ever needed or wanted to know of. I did not write that part at uh, www.boafonair.podbean.com There you can subscribe with our RSS direction on our webpage. And follow us on the platform of your choice provided we're on that platform and we're going to do our damn level best to try to be on as many as possible. So, what the flock radio, the new nest of your birds. So so far, we're on the following platforms, uh, with more to come: Spotify, Amazon Music slash Audible, Deezer, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict. Oh, that's nice. Player FM, Listen Notes, and hopefully coming soon, we're going to be on Apple Podcast, Overcast. Gotta love that clever little name there. Pocket Cast, Castro, mm, uh, and Cast Box. So that's the new news, and perhaps Christina will do Bird Banter Part 2, or at least
1: comment on
0: What the Flock Radio.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited about What the Flock, and uh, super grateful to Fusion Music Radio for giving a gal a chance who had no fucking clue what she's doing. Oh, wait, I still don't know. Uh, I recruited uh,
0: her. Let let the record show. I recruited her. uh,
1: So it's your to blame. (laughs) So this is all your fucking fault. So um I took the risk. Very much appreciated. And we're very happy we're going to continue our partnership with Fusion and uh we will be syndicated, if you will, with Fusion. And if there are any other motherfuckers out there who want to syndicate us, just let me know. Let us know at B O F B O A F on Air at Gmail dot com and we will get our RSS feed right over to you and you can syndicate the shit out of us.
0: It can be arranged.
1: So we'll pull very, some strings. very excited. WTF Radio is born and that is What the Flock not What the Fuck although What the Fuck was taken or I probably would have recommended that but thank you David for the brilliant name of our new radio station. Oh,
0: I didn't know you were looking at What the Fuck but I just thought What the Flock because that's what we are us and our people.
1: All right, so I guess that leaves it to me to go on to Bird Banter Part 2. You know, it's always you. It is always me. <laughs> <Okay>. sorry. <laughs> that's what everyone's thinking. That's what everybody's thinking. <laughs> Poor gal. You know? And you're like no one's thinking yeah. that. All right. So this is an interesting topic, David. I think this is really going to get all, uh, I think it's going to check all your boxes. Let me say that because it's very interesting. This is some of the most valuable records. Now, I'm not talking about their value as an artistic statement, I'm talking about their monetary fucking value in today's market.
0: Like the rare baseball card coin kind of value. Yes.
1: Or you might think that they're like a Mickey Mantle and they're. really not.
0: Like an original pressing of Winchester Cathedral, for example. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
2: <laughs> I'd imagine
1: that that is kind of like a rookie card for a fucking failed person. But yeah, I mean, it could be for sure. The guy
0: drummed out of the league two <laughs> days after getting in, you know, yeah. okay, <laughs>
1: Exactly. So let me give you tears starting kind of respectable level. We're going to start at, Dave, we're going to start with 1973, David Bowie's The Prettiest Star. What do you think that album opened not mint, not sealed, but open, but in good condition goes for right now in today's market. Uh,
0: the album, was there an album released at that time, or was it Aladdin Sane? The,
1: it is Aladdin Sane. Oh,
0: Aladdin's Sane. Oh, baby. I keep hoping you're going to come up with one that I actually have on this list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> shall like, see. Hey, you
0: have this rare coin. Um, the original unopened Aladdin no, Sane? No, not
1: op- unopened. Uh-huh. That would probably go for more. This is opened, but in good or very good VG Plus condition.
0: Oh, okay. I'm gonna guess. Oh man, uh, four hundred dollars,
1: two thousand dollars. Damn, two thousand. So anybody out there who has it, what about Nirvana's 1989 release of Bleach?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, Bleach. I think is one of those geeky collectors' things. <laughs> this is one of those where they where they go to uh, the what's the, what the hell is the name of the story in High Fidelity? That's what they're looking for. You know, original not. not-
1: Not re released. Not re
0: released Smith singles. Underlined. Uh, Original copies of Nirvana Bleach. That's the kind of stuff they would have there. Um, No idea how much.
1: $1,100. Damn. What about Led Zeppelin's 1969 release, Led Zeppelin?
0: Original good condition. Uh, see, I got that. I have that one in very good condition, so I hope it's worth a lot. I'm going to guess $150. They seem to be everywhere $150. $1,000.
1: Wait,
0: wait. Uh, in what condition? Because I got this shit right now. VG
1: Plus outside and inside.
0: VG Plus. Oh, very good. plus.
1: That means that it's, double, it's double just... Double plus
0: good uh, outside it, and inside, okay.
1: Yeah, it's uh, just beneath mint. Oh, damn. Uh, I,
0: gotta mine, I got to check mine because I got that means there's nowhere
1: on the cover where you where see you the record. Where you can see the shape of the
0: record. Or uh, no writing the bane on it. Of, any of that. The bane of the record collector's existence. That's right. That exactly. damn record 12-inch circle. That's uh, right. Messing up the cover art. Uh, Let's... Zepp- um, gee, well, I have it. Um, go ahead.
1: All right. And... Uh, <laughs> That was a weird moment. <laughs> You're like I'm looking through my own collection in my head. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, all right. Gotta look for
0: an opportunity to cash in here.
1: All right. So what about? Because I can just listen it in Spotify. Sorry. What go ahead. about uh, the Who's 1967 release, The Who Sell Out?
0: Oh wow, got that one on CD, not the record. Uh, the Who Sell Out. Oh, this is flat. all vinyl. Yeah, vinyl classic. and uh, either concept v- album, as they say. Either
1: VG plus or VG++ or mint condition is the only way you're going to get this kind of money.
0: Double plus good. I'm going to go with That is a real uh, classic collectors item. I'm going to go with uh, 1600 bucks.
1: 1100 I downgraded them. Wow,
0: okay. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> so, still pretty damn respectable. So,
1: yeah. So what about Elton John's I've Been Loving You released in 1968? Wow, I never even heard of it. Oh. Oh, that's cow. unfortunate. The
0: first Elton John album because
1: well, um,
0: gee, ooh, I never even had that. And I had so many Elton John records, I didn't have that one. Uh, I'm gonna go with, uh,
1: $800. $5,000. Shit. $5,000. What about
0: money, so. Elvis Presley's
1: 1968 release Speedway?
0: Speedway? Like soundtrack Speedway? Speedway. I think it must be the Speedway. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming that's a soundtrack from one of his 400 films that he did. I have quite a few of them, but nobody's got them all because he did, uh, too many films. Uh, Speedway, I'm going to go with uh, probably not that rare, 700 bucks.
1: $5,000. Son of a bitch. What about The Quarrymen? That'll be the day that released would... in 1981
0: Wow. by The Quarrymen. The Quarrymen, uh, the early Beatles, uh, doing a, a, a Buddy Holly's. That'll be the day, I'm assuming, because they're big fans. Nice. As yes. a single, I'm going to go with, oh, that's probably worth a grand right there.
1: Or $3,500. Oh, that
0: was close, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sort of.
0: I didn't go over. <laughs>
1: but this is not the fucking Price Is Right. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Okay, I'll, I'll I'll shoot bigger next time.
1: All right. What about 1954's? All that's all right by Elvis Presley.
0: Oh wow! Ooh, that's a that's a heavy hitter. I'm gonna go, and I got a stack of friggin' 45s too. I got to look into. Uh, also, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm going to aim high because they're obviously shooting through the roof now. $3,000. $4,000.
1: Damn, dude. I want you to go with what you actually think it was worth, not what this inflated market is. I liked it better when you were like $150.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I <laughs> and would And then think. you're like,
1: oh, $17 million. You know and- I
0: inherited some records, and one of them was a really mint uh, condition collection. Uh, of of the uh, concert for Bangladesh with all the books and the art and everything and the records. And I figure this is going to be worth some money, right? Hell no. They're all over the place. Everybody's got them and they're worth like 50 bucks tops. And I thought, shit, if that's the case, then these other things, they're more rare. That's true. But so I'm way off. So I'm going to I'm going to keep going cheap then because that's what I think. They're
1: also more rare in the condition that they're demanding them in. I mean, they have to be in collector's condition Either unopened or VG plus plus, which is near no, mint.
0: My Bangladesh was at least when I at first.
1: Well, but if it's not on the rare category, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> and it clearly isn't. It was uh, it was a dime a dozen online. So.
1: All right. So what about 1977's Sex Pistols release of "God Save the Queen"?
0: Oh, is it, are we talking single? We're we talking album, because the album's Never Mind the Bollocks. And I had it, of course. I had everything, but... Uh, if
1: it's just the title of the song, okay, is probably uh, just the...
0: Yeah, the, the band 45. I forget what was on the flip side of that. That that would be a hot one. I'm going to go with... Oh, man, 2500 Wait, what I think it's actually worth? Okay, uh, 250
1: 250 Or $8,600.
0: Okay, obviously. Uh, other people differ with me on the value. I have the damn thing. I can play it anytime I want. <laughs>
1: Is it in mint condition? It's not a
0: 45 either. No, oh, I, have, right. I have the CD. <laughs>
1: well, unfortunately, it's not worth shit then. I know. Or whatever it is you paid for it, it's worth that. Yeah. yeah. Um, or whatever someone's willing to pay for it, right? So it means a lot to me. Also, what about the 1963 Beatles release of Please Please Me?
0: I swear I listened to that today. Not the single, not the valuable thousands of dollars thing. I listened to the album, I swear, just today. Last night and today. Uh, please, please me. First Beatles album, and I'm going to go with, uh, buh, 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 since they're shooting, to to me, I'd say 300 bucks, but I'm going to figure they, 6000
1: 4200
0: Wow. Gee, I went over.
1: Yeah, because now you're now you're my getting crazy. My
0: estimation and theirs. Now you're getting crazy. Well, yeah, but they're crazy. Listen to what they're paying for these things. They're all they're, crazy. But
1: they're VG++ or mint. So that I, but makes it's kind sense. of
0: arbitrary. We have that's all right, Mama. We have you know, classic introduction, introductory Elvis through the roof, and mm-hmm. the Beatles. Isn't that the same thing? I don't know.
1: Mm-mm. Not so much. Not well, so much. It's it's and it's also again what people are willing to pay for it. So all right, what about um, 1998's uh, Lafayette Blues by the White Stripes? Oh, uh,
0: okay. I'm gonna guess nothing that new. Well. Could be one of those things like bleach. It's one of those Nirvana things. I'm going to go
1: with
0: $2,500. $12,700. Isn't that the biggest one so far?
1: $12,700.
0: We live in an alternate universe. And
1: then what about 1980s Olivia Newton John and ELO Xanadu?
0: Ah, our favorite. We we talk about this a lot. Uh, Wow, mint condition, or very good condition vinyl, double plus plus good vinyl of Xanadu. Classic soundtrack, much, much bigger hit than the movie, that's for sure. And let's just say there's a cult following on that one and the movie, too. Go to Amazon and read the reviews on that shit. There's some crazed Xanadu fans out there. I'm going to go with five grand,
1: $9,100. Wow. So only do a few more because it's a... Uh, it's, uh... This is going to be a longer section than I anticipated, and we've got much cool stuff to get to.
0: Oh, that we do.
1: And uh, so what about 1968's release of Street Fighting Man by the Rolling Stones?
0: Which happens to be the song that, through the breaker, uh, tripped the switch in my brain and made me think, You have to play music, sir. That was the song that did it for me, from the classic album Beggar's Banquet. Uh, the all-acoustic, kick-ass, street-fighting man, greatest chorus, greatest harmonies ever. I'm going to go with, uh, because it's the Stones and it's not the Beatles and it's not Elvis, I'm going to go with only $3,000. 17000 That's That's the highest one yet. Damn, dude. That, but that is, It's a stunner, but I wouldn't, sir, as hell wouldn't pay that much for it unless I... Well, actually, probably, even if I had the money, I probably still wouldn't do it, but... Hella good. Hella good.
1: You would if it continued to appreciate and value like that is. And,
0: and I swear I am not making this up. If you were to pop the lid on my vinyl record player today, that's what's on there. I swear. Is
1: it VG++? Like no, Lumen? no.
0: Okay, no. It's, it's 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 the album Hot Rocks, okay, and it's scratched all the fuck. But that's it's the a... Hot Rocks album. I did listen to that song today, and I listened to Please Please Me yesterday. You can't make this stuff up. Why does that always happen with us?
1: I'm not sure. You know,
0: I, I mean, that, probably that's because though.
1: it's a music show and we're music people. Yeah. I think. I mean, I don't know.
0: But the, but the, the convergence. It's, it's almost harmonic.
1: I think it is harmonic, actually. You
0: come up with stuff, and I'm like, gee, I was just doing that today. You know, album covers, etc. So.
1: Nice. Nice. Well, what about Prince's The Black Album, 1994 release?
0: Well, um, I'm going to guess that shot through the roof when... And he uh, died, right? When, yes, absolutely. So I'm going to go with um, $11,000 because they're... Wait, okay. Well, since we seem to be going higher and higher... But I would personally ask maybe five hundred, but uh, because that's a sane, thats not even really sane. But uh, an it's insane. more
1: fun when you do it the normal price instead yeah. of assuming what they're doing, just because it's 500,
0: 500 Then you
1: think it's five hundred. My
0: final answer. Yeah.
1: Well, opened twenty-seven thousand five hundred dollars, unopened and sealed forty-two thousand.
0: Unopened and sealed forty-two thousand. Wow! You never and you never know when you got something like this.
1: Yeah. You- you don't. I I, mean, I
0: inherited a, a Marvin Gaye live sealed and I'm thinking wow maybe this is worth a fortune it's not but uh, <laughs> it was a thought.
1: <laughs> I know, it wasn't right? It was not Prince the
0: Black Album, it was Marvin Gaye live, but it's still fun it's still great except for the uh the uh, absolute uh, Beatles Beatlemania teenage girl screaming audience which doesn't seem to suit Marvin Gaye but that's what it is. So very nice. Very shocking so too. And then
1: the very last one um what is the highest selling or Let's say most valuable album of all time.
0: I'm gonna. It could be weird, like Saturday Night Fever on vinyl. I'm gonna go. With, okay, let's try that. Or, or Rumors. Saturday Night Fever or Rumors or Thriller. One of the other.
1: 1968's The Beatles' The White Album goes for 790 thousand uh, dollars.
0: That was actually my next guess. It seemed too obvious, so I didn't say it. But uh, yeah, the white album, the self-titled. If you didn't
1: say it, it doesn't matter, does it?
0: I, I thought it. I thought it so yeah, hard, but it doesn't matter I mean, if you didn't it, say it. It,
1: it. You trying to go back and qualify things, that you already said it in yeah. your mind doesn't actually count. You have
0: to say things that are too obvious. It's too
1: obvious. Mm, well, you didn't say it. Okay. Therefore, you lost. Therefore, I'm just I lost. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> what did it, you lose? Nothing. That's how it
0: works on Verius, anyway. So,
1: a couple other things I want to mention here, really quick, just because I wanted to get to more of them because it's weirdly interesting. I think. Um, 1984's U2's Pride goes for $9,000. Depeche Mode's 1987 release, Music for the Mass, is one of my absolute favorite records of all time. $4,600 um, right now. Again, this is, again, in that that crazy good condition. 1966 release of the Beatles yesterday and today, $15,000. So some of the things that are a little a, a little shocking probably are also, yeah. um, you know... <laughs> Uh, like, for example, Ecstasy's 1977 XTC Ecstasy Science Fiction is 2000 I would not have thought. Now, I, I know Ecstasy is kind of a cult, a cult fo- has a cult following and is classic, but $2,000 seems like a lot to me. It does. So there was just a lot of really shocking stuff on this list and then some stuff that really wasn't shocking. I would say probably 90% I was like, I can see that, right, because of, of the, the time, the era, you know, who they are. The impact. Oh, one other one before we close out. 1963's the Free wheelin Bob Dylan, uh, thirty-five thousand dollars. What? So I mean,
0: for thirty-five thousand dollars, you better give me. You better put me in a time machine and ship me back to that year and buy the record in a store and see him perform it live or something. That is a hell of a price for a record. I think all the prices are all the values are crazy valuations, but that's the art market. That's it's like that and unlike. Well, I was going to say, unlike actual art, like painted art, it can't be faked and forged quite as readily. But, um, yeah, well, to everybody, uh, the eye of the beholder, if it's worth that much to you, then I guess you'll pay it, and uh, good for you. And, hey, by the way, if any listeners find that you have one of these valuable records in your collection and you uh, sell it and therefore thus have profited monetarily from listening to the show a little little gratuity wouldn't hurt we're just saying
1: and i'm just saying if you have something that's worth as much money save it because it's only going to get more valuable that's what my it's my advice
3: right but i would i, could I, w- be I more. would yeah yeah i'm going to save her. it
1: yeah i'm going to save it and i'm going to make a whole bunch of money and retire on that shit okay make and it you, now no do it later
0: some 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 dirt will come out on them, and they'll be discredited, and
3: then it then be it'll worth, be worth more it'll money.
1: It'll be worth shit. It'll be worth more money. Actually, she's right. Though. Yeah. So just hold okay. on to it. So as much as you, <laughs> much as you hugged the whole show, you know so how far, I, you know how I am. Yeah. You know how I am. I'm always, I'm always just taking the spotlight. I'm always making it all about me. You know how I am. Right. You know how I am.
0: I do. All right, which leads us to the recap, the restatement, the. Reiteration, or whatever you want to call it, of the theme. Not the theme for next time. That comes later. The theme for this time, which is Justify My Dove. And we were looking for, whatever success we met with, we will find out, but we were looking for songs about fantasies, sexual taboos, yes, and otherwise unconventional carnal coupling, kind of like uh, if it were mainstream, kind of like uh, Queens I'm in love with my car kind of thing Okay, uh, Songs about being right, or because we're willing to stretch and accommodate uh, beyond what any other show would do uh, and we're desperate for submissions, we would uh, also accept <laughs> I mean, we're very inclusive about submissions, that's what I meant uh, Which also includes, or can include, songs about being right, justify, get it, winning an argument or persuading others to your point of view I something I'm never quite able to do it seems And the song that is being referenced in the theme, because of late we are coupling the uh, customary and absolutely uh, (laughs) compulsory uh, cheesy bird puns with hit song titles. Makes it a little more challenging for us. So this one refers to Justify My Love by Madonna, which was released in 1990 as a part of the Immaculate Collection. The song was written by Lenny Kravitz, Ingrid Chavez, and Madonna. Love that Lenny. And uh, it's just, uh, to be honest, it isn't that much of a song, but that's not relevant here, is it? The song debuted at 46 on the Billboard Hot 100, and eight weeks later, it reached number one, where it remained for two whole weeks. The video caters to alternative lifestyle couples and includes nods to dominance, BDSM, group sex, and a variety of other fetishes. Such as leather, PVC, latex, which I'm allergic, and corsets and So, what were we able to shake out of y'all about that? Let's find out when we get to the songs Which, uh, since Christina finally let me do a feature Or an, at least a segment at all and didn't hog the whole show to herself I guess that brings it up to, uh, she's uh, thrown me a bone here And what does that bring up now, Punkin? That, uh, the results, go ahead and take it away
1: I wanted to say something about justify my. Dove. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm... So um, interesting that you say it's not really a song. I disagree. I think it's more of a song than most of the shit that comes out today. I think it's hypnotic. I think it's sexy. I think it's propulsive. I love it. I think it's a. It's like a trip hop song. It's it's really really great. So. To me, it's a great song. So I was I was saddened when you said that it's not really a song. I think it's really a song. It's sexy as fuck, and it's really good, and you can dance to that shit. And you can apparently also do other things to it. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, uh, it's wide open. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think Madonna is a fantastic recording artist, and I'm a big fan, but I would put this at probably the bottom of the barrel. It really... It doesn't possess a great deal of musicality. I think it's more in the order of something that uh, Beyonce would put out and say, see, this is a song when it really isn't. Honestly, I love Madonna's stuff, but I just Um, don't think... It hit number
1: one. Yeah, I
0: know, but... Uh, and it's it, still, if it's, we were to if we were to suspend the show and uh, watch the Grammy results from tonight, I was sure that would be uh, kind of rendered irrelevant because people, this song does
1: not belong in the same. The I same know it was a, it was a different age. I it's understand an amazing there song. There was quality back then. I don't know. It's okay. I don't know. Madonna is going to be real pissed at you for knocking her her very provocative, sexy and cool song, saying it's not really a song. I
0: hope she doesn't stop
1: listening. She probably will. You didn't justify her dove.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh, despite her pleadings, I did not. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: yeah, no, I really love this song, and and I think it really is a sexy song. And actually, because you brought up this, actually, this is your theme. Because you brought this up, I went back and I've listened to that song so many times really? in the last I did couple once, weeks. And that was an oh, awesome. it was so much fun. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought it, I thought it was a
0: cute title. I'll, I'll give you that uh, for the show yeah, theme.
1: See, now, I thought you were totally into this song. So it's it's uh it's it's quite something, quite sh- shocking, shocking revelations tonight on tonight's show. <laughs> Sorry, dear. I uh, I just who knew? Yeah, I d- it
0: does not. Uh, it's it's kind of like one of those disclaimers. You know, this does not necessarily re- reflect <laughs> the views. Just because I put forth an idea doesn't mean I like the hunk. Of I shit didn't song. know that. I, I I dig the hell out of Madonna. This does not do it for me. So mm. anyway, well, this does it
1: for me in many many ways. It's that kind of a song. Well, that's all I have to say about "Justify My Dove." We got a lot of submissions, very interesting submissions, and I can't wait to share them with you. Some by people we know, some by new people, but either. Way will be very interesting and uh, probably quite erotic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I suspect uh, a house band or so might appear in this. Really? Uh, play. Mm-hmm. Well, there's mm-hmm. one house band mm-hmm. in particular that um, Secret oh, Weasels. S- speaking, oh, speaking of house band, a very funny thing, totally unrelated, but you know, does it have to be related on this show? No. Uh, that occurred to me. You were talking about the Sex Pistols before, and uh, yeah, I know it occurred. And we're talking about house bands now. What's the possible tie-in there? A gr- one of the greatest quotes ever. By uh, John Lydon, who was known back in the 70s as Johnny Rotten, he was once asked, he said, do you think Blink-182-puh, sorry, I have to do that every time I mention their name, do you think Blink-182-puh are Maybe don't say their name then. Yeah. (laughs) That band? Do you think they're your spiritual offspring? (laughs) And he laughed and said, isn't that a bunch of silly boys? As far as I'm concerned, they should be the house band on Saturday Night Live, which to me is the ultimate insult. Oh, shit. Anyway, that's really?
1: Yeah. I would love to be part of the Hellspan on Saturday Night Live. I, are you kidding me? They make bazillions of dollars. Apparently,
0: John Lydon does not think so. Oh, wow. But uh, I agree with him on uh, Blink-182. I'm not a fan. But anyway.
1: All right. Well, what about, what about those results you were talking about? What about those? Hell yes or oh hell no, the results. Well, for this feature, we consider bands and determine if we are in or out. But before we tell you where we stand, we also ask you to weigh in. We want to know, of course, what you think. You have opinions. We have opinions. Yours matter. Well, you know, ours matter as well, but uh, not as much as yours. So who did we talk about this time? The Eurythmics. And uh, I am actually a little surprised by the results, David, because... I thought there would be more of a split on this band because of the kind of band they are. The New Wave, Electronic, that sometimes is very polarizing to people. And in the 80s, it wasn't. But if you think about it now, some people may not have a connection to it. And even in the 80s, it seemed progressive and it seemed kind of rowdy and crazy. That's when it kind of started, right? But even then, you had the androgynous woman, you know, and all that. It's just there was a very interesting... Uh, sort of thing but uh, I will say we had 97% say hell yes to the rhythmics.
0: I really expected more polarization because right? there are people that well I know who voted and I know some of the I know one of the no votes on that one. And uh, it doesn't surprise me. I'm just uh, a little little surprised there are not more that they weren't more polarizing, but I'm glad because I love the rhythmics. I think they're great and I'm I'm in for them and uh, I'm going to guess that you probably are too.
1: Well three percent said hell no and I don't get those three percent of people. I really don't because somebody hurt them. Yes. Yeah, seriously, right? Who hurt you? We gotta glean in and we gotta say sweetly. They're
0: not among those people who like to who, who, who want to be you. abused, you know.
1: No, they're some probably of them want not. to be abused,
0: not those three percent. Yeah,
1: I mean some of them. They were already, and that's they, why they don't yeah. like the eurythmics, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I'm a huge Eurythmics fan. Uh, I'm Annie Lennox her voice is incredible, her style is incredible, her look is incredible. I love the music they made together. Dave Stewart, I know that he plays takes a back seat to her. I know that. That's kind of the most bands fall victim to their singer taking kind of center stage, but I will tell you he is the backbone of the band. He of really co- is. Yeah, she's yeah. she's the show person and her voice certainly is out there and her style, I mean, she's she's just Incredible. Just talk about Goddess. I mean, she's a goddess. All the way around.
0: And just that she, because she's a singer, she's the kind of person that can establish themselves as a solo artist much easier than a genius like Dave Stewart could. But I just watched today the total kick ass uh would I lie to you video where he's playing the guitar. Totally badass. They I love them. Yeah. I mean,
1: he's he's a, a force and he doesn't get enough enough credit. But I will say, I mean, he's worked with tons and tons of brilliant artists over the years. So he's no slouch. He's just not been catapulted, you know, to the in front of the camera, on air personality that she is, you know, and, and she's been very vocal in lots of charities and everything. So she's out there. Annie Lennox is an institution. It just is uh, she just is, and the Eurythmics are as well. They really ushered in a whole new sound of music. They really, really did. Um, it was daring. It was edgy. It was cool. It was soulful. It was everything you wanted in the 80s and more. And then just her whole style, I think, really just took everything to the next level. She's kind of like Grace Slick in a way. She's a little David Bowie. I don't know. I'm just in love with it. That was the 80s, her. That's and what she is, even now. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even now she's still an edgy person, you know, as far as, as what she supports, you know, her her being so outspoken. She's just brilliant. And the Arrhythmics, I miss them. I wish they were still making music because I think it would still resonate. And I can't even imagine how cool it would have gotten over the years. But thank goodness we got some fun solo projects from, uh, from Annie Lennox. And I will say, I mean, it's hit or miss with me on some of those. Some of them are really stupid to me. Her voice is great, but some of them are really, really too lame to handle um for me
0: even Joni Mitchell had her jazz period so
1: I mean you know (laughs) uh some of them are a little too precious if that makes sense a little too precious for me a little too expected a little too cutesy and I just can't but I liked it when she was being edgy and and kind of you know putting her shit out there putting her foot down blah 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 so I really enjoyed her your rhythmics period and I still enjoy her voice
0: Hell yeah. Well, we're in for them for sure.
1: So totally in. Now, that's not true for everybody that we post. Now, if, if we ask you, are you in or out, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're in.
0: Oh, definitely you know, not. I mean, remember, we did KISS, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and one of us is very in. And didn't so we do
0: Tool also? And yeah, one we of did, us is very we did not tool, in. Double yeah. plus bad on, is, yeah. Uh, on Tool.
1: Yeah, it's double plus. Double plus ungood, sorry. Uh, double un-good. plus ungood for you, unfortunately, because yeah, our yeah. listeners are like, ooh, I, I'm questioning. All of his taste. I'm just kidding. Well, they probably question New all speak. of my taste. Speak tests. was invented for
0: them. Double plus you know? <laughs> Oh,
1: my God.
0: Chalk one up for Big Brother.
1: Oh, him. my God. But but then I'm uh, just...
0: Sorry, but I got 1984 in the brain because... Not because that's the year on History Strikes Back, but that's because I just read the book. And the Eurythmics actually have a tie to that. That's why I brought that up in the first place. They did a song called Sex Crime 1984. You know the one, right? Very strange. I not don't
1: even. think it's tied to that book.
0: Uh, yeah, sex crime is a 1984 concept. Yes, it is indeed. Yeah, It's tied to Big Brother, uh, the Thought Police, the whole bit. I'm not making this up, unless I am.
1: I would never know. I'm not <laughs> going to fact check you. No. <laughs> they can if they want See, to, See, the
0: genius is like Bowie. You mentioned she does remind one of Bowie. She's performed with Bowie. Bowie had a whole album about 1984, so hell yeah. Irrelevant tie there. <laughs> good, way, good way to go out, you know. That's my idea of a segue, an irrelevant tie.
1: I know? like it. Well, um, that... Take that segues greatly to our first artist. (laughs) Well, it's
0: bizarre and so so is our first artist's song. Yeah,
1: so so because it's Justify My Dove, we obviously asked for the sexual taboos and the deviant behavior and put
0: those kids to bed now.
1: Very good. Yes, this is the R.A. portion of the show. <laughs> if you
0: if you even listen to the introduction to our show with the kids, you should have them taken away from
1: you. That's right. Call, call, CPS call CPS
0: on <laughs> yourselves right now. You know. <laughs> Beep, boop, boop, boop. Especially for this show, but any old
1: time. That's true because they say "fuck" within the first like two seconds. Insanely well, interesting, said-
0: fudge laden. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're listening to the wrong we show. The,
0: we could do the family friendly. No, version. we can't. No, we can't.
1: <laughs> no, Hey,
0: we're what the flock radio, aren't we? I not mean, that's got to count for something.
1: Well, not if I'm around. We can't uh, do a family no, no, friendly. No, version. you made me
0: five times the <laughs> drunk, five times the drunken sailor on shore leave. You ever were so yeah true.
1: That too, true. Right? That I like it. It happens. You know. We're we're right here now. We're right hang here. Out, hang out there Watch what happens. <laughs> it gets bad. So just to find my dove, as I mentioned, brought out, We maybe we turned over some rocks and, and people crawled out, and I kind of like what I found. We, we lowered
0: the bar. I not, really not like quality-wise, but we lowered the bar as far as taste, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, any kind of decency or standards, because that's what we're looking for, you know. Well, we're looking... <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you laughing about? <laughs> what did I say?
1: You just offended all of our artists. No,
0: we <laughs> applaud you in your deviance, you know. <laughs> we do. <laughs>
1: it's deviant behavior they're talking about, and yes. saying they were the deviants. Oh, in, in
0: fact, uh, in some of these cases, in one of the cases I'm going to play, we know perfectly well it's not them talking. So let's just suspend disbelief and let us tell us, let them tell us these dirty stories about stuff they would never do themselves. There. <laughs> We're not suggesting they're a bunch of uh, degenerates. No, not at all. <laughs> you did, actually. I, uh, <laughs> you did. Unwittingly. <laughs> okay, never mind. Let's move along. Let's move along in that birds of a feather way. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nothing to see here. The usual. Our usual stick. Uh, <laughs>
1: unwittingly. Unwittingly. Well, yeah,
0: that counts.
1: Yeah. That was the best. Okay. So all right, so the first on. in a long line of uh, crazy, sexy songs, and some may have something to do with the alternate, you know, persuasive discussion, but we'll see. That's possible. So this first song is by Alan Ishi or Aishi, not sure, and the song's name says it all. Hardcore. Oh, yeah. So Alan is from Los Angeles, so he is right here, City of Angels, and... Uh, he is an electronic musician, but here's how he describes himself. And I had to use this description. Radioactive, mutant singer on the loose, running amok and performing sinister musical experiments. That absolutely describes Alan.
0: Well, damn it. What am I going to call myself now? He took it. You know, he, you I was going
1: to say, I'm so sorry. Right? I wanted all right, to Alan, tell you. All right, you
0: got there, Alan. By the way, Alan has the last, same last name as Lucy Liu's character in Kill Bill. Is she? Yep.
1: I S H I I.
0: Yeah, she was Oren oh. Ishi, and this is Alan Ishi. Very We're, similar.
1: So I did kind of say it right at least one of the two. Times. I believe so,
0: Ishii, Yeah. Okay. Because
1: I wasn't sure to be honest. So I don't want to offend you, sir. So when a track named hardcore that begins with moaning, you can pretty much when that happens, you can pretty much almost be almost. Let me try that again. When a track named hardcore begins with moaning, you can be positive it fits the theme. Yeah. Alan sings in a Prince-inspired falsetto for much of this song about sex. He has quite an incredible voice and range that he displays as he sings, moans, and groans for this nearly nine-minute song. He promises to do anything and desires a throat full of the object's meat. In fact, all his songs are about some of the most shocking sexual taboos. This one was the tamest of them all. Go ahead, get hardcore.
3: Oh. Um um, um. So you got me stuck right in between. Where you want me and a place I can't leave. And you've locked me down in a chains all complete. With the only thing in life that I need. -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you know just what you've gone and told you me. I changed my body and threw away the key. Baby, hear my plea. See what you've done to me. Right there at your feet. Nowhere I'd rather be. Just one look of yours is sharper than any blade A passing touch of yours will make me misbehave Your eyes cut deeper than an ice-cold razor can Say I'm just a fool, I'll do what you want me to That leather glove of yours keeps me wanting more. Of that love of your heart, pure heart. The um, 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 a view of roses sweet, a tender summer breeze that kisses the morning beach. That's what I can see. Oh, when you gag
4: me on your
3: knees. <laughs> a fantasy mm-hmm. Sheer ecstasy mm-hmm. A throat filled with your meat mm-hmm. A down at your feet mm-hmm. Nowhere I'd rather <laughs> Be oh. <laughs> This one look of yours is sharper than a blade, a passing touch of yours to make me misbehave. Your eyes could deeper than a nice cold razor. Say I'm just a fool, I'll do what you want me to that
4: dirty glove of yours.
3: A red-hot maze of food. A sand is a fool i do what you want me to do That dirty love of yours keeps me wanting more I owe that love of yours that's pure hardcore Close my eyes and I can see, visualize what you have doing to me One look of yours cuts me like a blade, kisses my hand, makes me go insane I wasn't just make me now you know just what you're gonna do to me Cage my body and do a way to keep me Baby, hear my plea See what you've done to me Right down at your feet, no right Money wakes, my body aches Slowly takes time to break Hallucinates, the fever bakes Chills and shames, the memories quake now you know just what you done to me Kicked my body Threw away the key Baby, hear my name See what you've done to me Right down at your feet Nowhere I'd rather be. One look of yours is sharper than any blade. And now we're done, you're on the run I said say goodbye to without our phone And now the lesson's and that you make me turn Until I freaking of when you make me come I'm <laughs> sorry.
0: Ishi, I'm thinking
1: <laughs> Ishii, we're thinking And you can find him and all of his amazing music on uh, Facebook at Alan Ishii Music And that's A-L-A-N-I-S-H-I-I Music Trust me, you're going to want to dive in But you're going to want to be sure the kids are asleep and out of earshot um, and if you go to his YouTube, you're going to see some very interesting videos um, and his Instagram and his Twitter. So uh, we, he we will not, call
0: CPS ourselves. Okay? He is
1: not for the faint of heart. No.
0: We, we will make the call, okay? <laughs> if we find you looking at them in the presence of children. Otherwise, we both uh, feel very strongly that Alan Ishii is an exciting artist. It's very good. much so. so. Uh, yes, so you will not regret that. Well, <laughs> lest, lest she hog the entire show, I'm going to rest one feature away to myself.
1: Okay, 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 you can.
0: All right. All right, I mean, fine. Throw me
1: a freaking bone okay, here. I'm sorry. My
0: customary bit, history strikes back and the year spewed out by the official random number generator is one very near and dear to me because I remember nothing about it but I was alive at least <laughs> 1962 and mm. interestingly we have a direct I had a direct association with 1962 as soon as I as soon as it spat this uh, number out because there is an entire film about that year the ta- in fact the tagline of a classic 1973 film asked Where Were You in 62? That's the year selected, and that was the film American Graffiti, which took place in Mm -hmm. California in 1962. I mean, we're talking George Lucas, Ron Howard, before he was a legitimate director, a serious director. Richard Dreyfus, Richard Dreyfus, Yeah, Cindy Williams. So we got Uh, Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley represented there. Mackenzie Phillips. just watched
1: it. Just watched it. Yep.
0: Breakout role by Mackenzie Phillips. And of course... Hovering over the proceedings always in the lives of the young characters, Wolfman
1: Jack. Harrison Ford, too.
0: Yeah, Harrison Ford. Early appearance Come of Harrison on. Ford. Yeah, uh, Bob Falfa. Oh. a cross between piss yellow and puke green. I haven't seen that movie in decades, but <laughs> oh how in the world? Oh, God.
1: So <laughs> Jesus, good. Jesus,
0: what a waste of machinery. I mean, I remember <laughs> so many lines. It's that quotable a film because I grew up in a movie theater and I watched it a hundred times. Wolfman Jack would also go on to host the <laughs> phenomenal Midnight Special show, uh, at times in the 70s. Uh, so if you remember the flick, let's look into what was going on in the world way back when. And as usual, the purpose, the, sorry, the intended, the ostensible purpose of this feature, <laughs> according to Christina's design and, you know, the best laid plans and all, was to travel back in time to a particular year to review bands, music charts and pop culture ...for a randomly selected year, and there are time things here we're not going to talk about, but um, there were some things going on, so where were you in 62? The characters in this classic film, which you really should see if you haven't, were living at the time that will be described here, so let's see what was going on. Now, me personally, I was was three months old when the year started, Mm. so I have no personal recollection of that, but... I can barely remember what happened yesterday, so advanced is my senility, that it really, it's all the same to me. So if you say it was like this, I will believe you. (laughs) I will believe, (laughs) big brother. Well, here's something. Western Samoa becomes independent from New Zealand. And I'm thinking like, wait a minute. Well, first of all, all right, guys. Not gonna let those hobbits run the show anymore. Well, good for you. Damn it, I think that's good. <laughs> oh my god! What uh, the fuck? The hobbits live in New Zealand. Everybody knows it. So true. Uh, this is this is something else. Uh, New York City introduces a subway train that operates without a crew on board.
1: Hell yeah!
0: Right, the crew. I mean, I I, I never thought about there being a crew, except for you see them in the movies all the time. You They're do, there, right, zooming, past. Looking, looking bewildered as the. Uh, <laughs> the good guy or the bad guy or both passes by him. And of course, uh, they're the comic relief. But a few of the less fortunate ones get shot or something.
1: That's some like (laughs) twenty thirty shit right there.
0: (laughs) But I'm from New York, and I rode the subway a million times, and I never looked to see anybody, and I don't think I ever saw any actual personnel on the trains. But that's because of 1962.
1: There you go.
3: But
0: uh, in the movies, they're there because they are there. They're they're basically human props. True. That's true. They are uh, uh, expositions waiting to happen. They're
1: They're expendable.
0: They're the expendables. How did
1: you not see that crime?
0: All right. A military coup occurs in the Dominican Republic and... Every year since then, I believe. So. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> now this is near and dear to me, and probably to all of you. Danny Thomas founded St. Jude's oh, Children yes. Research St. <laughs> Jude Children's Research Hospital. Wonderful place. They do great work there.
1: Absolutely. And, and his daughter continues his. Marlo, his that wife. girl. That She's girl. amazing.
0: And uh, I have a whack when I had of business. So we were monthly contributors to that. Great, great uh, cause.
1: Absolutely. First
0: Lady Jacqueline Kennedy mm. takes television viewers on a tour of the White House, and I don't think it was that. Common before that it was not uh, so that was a big deal and it was everybody really loved Jackie cool. everybody
1: loved her uh, everybody the, really loved him
0: everybody loved the, the president absolutely uh, he's an amazing man the first this is beyond belief the first Walmart store uh, at the time, known it had the hyphen between the wall and the mark. Oh, yeah. Opens for business in Rogers, Arkansas. Walmart, which virtually owns us all, body <laughs> and soul. Seriously.
1: That or Target. <laughs> take it a toss up. Uh,
0: began. Wow. Wow. You should have nipped it in the bud. I'm just kidding. I'm hey. kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's an addiction. Uh,
0: at and Telstar, the world's, world's first commercial communication satellite, is launched into orbit. Wow. I Nick, remember this, yeah, that. That whole thing, yeah. That whole satellite thing was freaking everybody out back then. Uh, American artist Andy Warhol premieres his Campbell's Soup Cans exhibit in Los Angeles. You know what? I'll out myself as unhip here, but that really doesn't do it for me. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, we're not hip. Okay? I'm sorry.
1: I get that he's cool. Yeah. I don't get the art. I'm sorry. I'm really either. sorry. I want sorry. to, no, but I don't.
0: No, no. Oh, and this one, this one hits me. The Death of Marilyn Monroe. Now, I am a huge fan. I have 14 of her movies.
1: You weren't.
0: I was not. Mo- you- most of my life... Uh, I, I I was oblivious to her, and
1: I don't get it. She's fantastic. Well, that I, and I she's never. She's not just pretty, and she's not just funny. She's uh, multi layered.
0: That that's the thing. All I ever saw about Marilyn Monroe was oh, she's so pretty. And frankly, she I mean she is, but at a glance. She doesn't really do much for me. As you watch, you get to like her more and everything. But she's not like, I just drop dead when I see her. No, she isn't. Sorry. I can think of a thousand women that hit me harder. But, so I ignored her. All you ever heard was was shit talk. And uh, finally, uh, a friend of mine recorded a song of mine and said, I'm going to sing it like Marilyn Monroe. And it's like, oh. I, I never really thought about that.
3: Happy birthday. Well,
0: I hate that delivery. You know, to you. But she can really sing. <laughs> and uh, she she has over 300,000. Did mentioned mention this on the other show? Uh, she has over 300,000 followers on Spotify to this day as a singer. So good for her. Anyway, I'm a huge fan, and that was the year that she passed away after making her last movie with Clark Gable in his last movie and the great Eli Wallach called The Misfits, uh, directed by John Huston. Fine film. What the hell am I talking about? Anyway, because we talk about films here. Johnny Carson takes over as permanent host of TV's The Tonight Show and held the post for 30 years. So that was basically my entire life. I mean,
1: seriously. There was never
0: a time in the first 30 years of my life when I didn't know Johnny Carson as host of The Tonight Show. The end of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Hey, Nikita Khrushchev announced he had ordered the removal of Soviet missile bases in Cuba. Uh, President John F. Kennedy, okay, we were already talking. Well played, sir. That was, that was a good Absolutely. one. Absolutely. That was a good one. All right, now... During this uh, all of this uh, stuff. Now, we weren't really into the social upheaval and all that uh, unrest and shit in the 60s. We weren't into that yet. This was still left over from the rock and roll era, the baby boom, the happy days. This is the happy days period still, (laughs) barely. (laughs) So uh, what were people watching in the movies? Uh, Among the top films of 1962, at least in terms of Filthy Lucre, were Lawrence of Arabia.
1: Oh, yes, a very big one.
0: Yeah, The Music Man. I love that one. Oh, I have it on VHS, actually. Love it. Uh, Mutiny on the Bounty. Oh, F- fantastic! Classic. Classic. Bogey man, that was seriously <laughs> Captain Queeg. You know, uh, it's just too good. Uh, oh wait, no, that's the wrong movie. That's oh, the shit. Kane Mutiny. I do that shit all the time. Mutiny on the Bounty is. Uh,
1: I was like, I thought it was Mutiny on the Bounty. I thought it was no, but Kane I was Mutiny
0: like, was Captain Queeg. Forget that. Got anyway. it. Watch them both, okay. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird, nice. Ooh. Gregory Peck, Robert Duvall spooking around as Boo Radley. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. And uh, nothing much else. Okay, but in terms of cultural significance, though, the other ones I actually don't know much about, the other ones, in terms of cultural significance, uh, the Three Stooges meet Hercules. Hello? I mean, I
1: mean I'm mean, i good. I mean,
0: you know, that's uh, that was uh, an evolution, a step in the evolution of art. Hmm. Uh, and uh, the <laughs> true distillation of all fine art... Dr. No, the first James Bond film was released with Sean Connery. We were talking about cigarettes before, Mm -hmm. and the first time we see his face at all on screen, he is saying, Bond, James Bond, with a cigarette dangling in his lip. Not the best delivery in the entire series, but it's pretty fucking cool, and uh, it's a good film. Great film to start the series with. That all began in 1962, and still here, still here, 59 years later. The Miracle Worker, uh, Helen Keller... Uh. Uh, movie, fantastic, and Bankrupt and Patty Duke, brilliant, 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 brilliant. They both won Oscars. They should have. No snub here. No we snubbing. were talking about snubs on wing uh, on no, winging it, but no uh,
1: snubs. Uh,
0: uh, Birdman of Alcatraz. Uh, I, I saw it, but it was ages ago. Didn't see it. Kid Galahad, more Elvis, Elvis Fighter, and all this stuff. What about the old tele? Tele? Uh, there were there were manufacturers who were still making color TVs for the first time in
1: 1962.
0: Right? Yep. Yeah. You know, Bozo the Clown. Uh, I'm sort of his spiritual uh, offspring, Mister mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mister Ed Wilbur, <laughs> Wilbur the talking horse, Mister Ed, American Bandstand, of course, Perry Mason, Dick Van Dyke, The Andy Griffith Show, Dick Lawrence Van Welk, hell yes, recognized bitches, this is my favorite, um, Twilight Zone. Uh, this is this is interesting. I was surprised to see this. The Jetsons, right on ABC. This was the first program to air in color on the network. The Jetsons? The Jetsons. I said, here you are. Hey, we're this big national network. We're going to broadcast color for the first time. Let's go with the Jetsons. Let's go with the cartoon. They did, I swear. Uh, unless Wikipedia is wrong, which you know it never mean, is wrong, that would never, never happen. Wrong, I, yeah. I mean, it, anybody the credentials, <laughs> the background checks they go through for people who edit Wikipedia are rigid. Let me much tell you, they're stringent. Yeah. I
1: actually put that factoid in, so I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I think uh, there's this little point in questioning that. <laughs> Big Brother's personally put signs off on that, of course. Uh, both Bob Dylan and the Beatles released their first recordings. Uh, excuse me. Now, what? one could argue that was kind of significant. If one were of a disposition to argue.
1: And also, if you were trying to be a collector, both of those are very fucking collectible, clearly.
0: Nicely played. That's right. We just finished talking about that. Some of us have memories long enough to have retained that. But <laughs> <laughs> having been jogged, I seem to remember that that's what we talked about. Now, the Grammys. We were talking about them being uh, conducted just tonight. Yes. Well, okay. What about 1962? Were they lavishing praise upon songs about uh, wet-ass pussies and things like that? Not Probably exactly. Probably not. Uh Record of the year, Henry Mancini for Moon River. Oh yes. Oh, nice. We're talking. We're talking. This is edgy. classic shit. Album of the year, Judy Garland at Carnegie Hall. Noise, noise, noise. All nice. right. Now here's one you remember. Uh, maybe you don't remember. Best country western recording, which ordinarily wouldn't phase me at all, but this was back in the '60s. It was okay. Jimmy Dean for. Big Bad John. Remember that one? No idea. Oh yeah, Jimmy Dean. Now this is Jimmy Dean the sausage guy.
1: I was going to say he's got a great voice from he, the commercials. He does. Yeah, he's a singer. Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: Big Bad John. Yeah, you got to hear this one. No clue. And he had a rather significant role in a James Bond movie, believe oh, it or yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he provided was,
1: the sausage.
0: He was the reclusive billionaire uh, based on Howard Hughes. That's provided right. The sausage. He pro- and and they were rocking the sausage in that uh, tower of his in Las Vegas. Sure. Best Rhythm and Blues Performance, Ray Charles, Hit the Road Jack.
1: Oh, come on.
0: Oh, woman, Fucking oh, classic. woman, don't you treat me so mean?
1: Oh, my God. You know, hit I find my, I,
0: I find myself singing that on Sunday uh, nights for some reason. Weird, huh. huh? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, a woman treat me mean on Sunday nights? What's the connection there? Anyway, all right, Chubby Checker, Let's Twist Again. See, the, the whole 650s rock and roll thing was still kind of hanging on. Um, you
1: know what you're twisting right now?
0: <laughs> your knickers?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm twisting your knickers. Yeah, you. Is best, that what I'm doing? You better calm your shit down. <laughs> Crikey. knickers totally
0: twisted. Now you know what's interesting about this particular when we get to the Muzak what well, we already did. Uh, there are these are the songs that we're most likely to remember. There aren't that that many and be able to sing. I mean. As far as the Grammys, the Robert Shaw Orchestra and Chorale won a Grammy for a Bach B minor Mass.
1: Uh, you we're know, going pass. I'm it's, pass. Uh, it's not much of an egg shaker. Not so much.
0: And my uh, my Latin is nothing to write home about. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna Same. pass on the Same. Grammy or not, you know? Same. But uh, we for, recognize
1: we so, recognize the coolness, and that's fine.
0: You know, so why don't we stick with music for peasants like ourselves, oh who are at that level? <laughs> Beach Boys, surfing Safari. You don't want to sing it? Probably not, right? Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Come on, Come on a safari, safari with me. me. Come on a safari with me. In the morning.
1: <laughs> right on, right? Yeah.
0: And uh, remember, this is the early 60s, so hippy dippyism was on the ascendancy, right? Uh, we had two absolute folk classics. Peter, Paul, and Mary. If I had a hammer... Oh, you, don't, you were spared that one? Oh, wow. Cool. Good for you. Well, uh, I got
1: the Puff the Magic Dragon thing. At well, some the point, Kingston yeah.
0: Trio uh, did Where Have All the Flowers Gone. Boy, you were really spared, though. Yeah, I guess. Trip.
1: Okay.
3: Who knew? That's
0: fine, babe. Uh, Who okay. knew? And a karaoke classic of somebody's uh, Elvis Presley Wise Men Say.
3: Only fools, fools
0: rush in. When I do it karaoke, it sounded okay. I don't know what that sounded like. But hopefully, Dumplin' here saved it. Uh, <laughs> now, one thing we're definitely not going to try to sing is the four-season Sherry. You know the one, no?
1: Sherry,
0: she- baby. Cut that. The killer, Sam <laughs> Cooke, having a party and twisting the night away. These Twist are the not night away. away. Uh, And uh, we're having a party. That was covered later on by what? Southside Johnny or some shit. Uh, Somebody good. Somebody okay. (laughs) Southside Johnny. All right. And two songs about me. Uh, Wait. Uh, Chubby Checker, The Twist. Yes. And let's twist again. No, I mean, if something works, you stick with it. (laughs) (laughs) And two songs are definitely about me. The Duke of Earl. Duke, 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 Duke of Earl. Duke, Duke, Duke of Earl. Duke, Duke, Duke of Earl. And of course... Dion, The Wanderer. They call me The Wanderer. Yeah, The, the wanderer. wanderer. I, I around, around, round, round,
4: the round, round, the round, round, the round, round, the round. Right on. Something okay. like that. That was
0: 1962. And two songs that would never get any airplay in 2021. Trust me on this one. You're just look around. Uh, Ahab, The Arab. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> By the great Ray Stevens. Yeah, uh, no. Oh, and, and especially not this one. Wait for it, Speedy Gonzales. Oh uh, yeah. Yes, uh, this is indeed a song about the famous uh, fastest mouse in Mexico of Looney Tunes fame. And there's actually voice samples of Mel Blanc, the genius behind most of the characters. Bugs Bunny, you know everybody knows mm-hmm. who Mel Blanc is. Oh yeah. Doing Speedy Gonzales's voice in this tune, and wait till you hear. Well, first let's hear the clip. Here's- Speedy That was Pat Boone had a not top 100, not top 10, number six song in 1962 with Speedy Gonzalez, and <laughs> see, he was edgy prophetically. He didn't even know that was going to be a thing in the future, that anybody would be to have a problem with that. He knew he was being badass in 97 when he released uh, In a Metal Mood and promoted it shirtless with a leather vest and a choker. Yeah, It's kind of gross, actually. Because, uh, it's kind of gross. The, it's edgy, and that's the way Pat no, rolls. No, it's gross, and that's to be honest. The way <laughs> to
1: be honest. And that's nasty. the way things
0: were and in 1962 on History Strikes Back.
1: All right, that takes us to our next song, and it is by The Dark. And the name of the song is aptly titled Dirty Girl. They also are from Los Angeles, and they are funeral rock. Now, if you don't know what that is, you're about to find out. So during the song, he talks about his super nasty dirty girl. He wants to taste everything that she gives and instructs her to taste him. He describes her red tights, lips as black as night, and high heels with spikes. She knows just what she likes, and she never has to apologize. If you listen closely, you can hear her desperately trying to catch her breath, and by the end of the song, you'll be trying to catch yours too. (laughs) ¶¶ So that was The Dark with Dirty Girl. That is Funeral Rock. Now you know what that means. You can find them on Bandcamp at The Dark Official. Now subscribe to The Dark's YouTube page where you will see their visually striking and stirring videos.
0: Wow, nice. All right, and that brings us to Sparrow Me. For this feature, we discuss songs we wish we'd never heard. (laughs) And uh, I don't believe you've done these, but I haven't done these before.
1: Yeah, that's why I was like, please do one. I want to know what you don't like. I know some.
0: Let's see. Let me see if I got this straight. You're hoping that a guy who's going to be 60 very, very soon (laughs) has something to gripe about that he doesn't like? Yes. Uh, That's a pretty safe bet. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Don't we all? Though he's gonna, you
0: know, rant about something and shake his face (laughs) about some uh, something those kids do. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Okay, and here's (laughs) here's uh, this week's or my first uh, episode of Sparrow Me. Well, there are many songs that are heralded uh, by people in general as super bad, incredibly irritating, vexatious, and otherwise noisome audio pestilences, such as Achey Breaky Heart. Your pick, what you like. Baby Shark, Uh, Cherry Pie, another fave of yours, which Janie Lane absolutely hates, and uh, some that I actually like, such as "We Built This City" or "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go." I like. What kind of what kind of mutations? It's not
1: their best song. It isn't, but (laughs) But it's fun.
0: What kind? I mean, anybody who's. Dark hearted enough not to like that song really belongs on an FBI watch list, in my opinion. <laughs>
1: they okay. might be on one. They
0: could be. You know. <laughs> Wake me up before you go, go. I just heard it the other day. I was like, hell yeah. Uh, Hanson's Mbop, sorry. Don't get the hate for that. I love Don't it. Don't get and it. Spice Girl's Wanna Be. I mean, what is wrong with a person so who doesn't love that song? But the winner of My Personal Race to the Bottom has to be My Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, yeah. This abomination appears on their album Monkey Business. And I feel very strongly that they owe monkeys collectively a huge apology because no primates could ever craft such an inane and grating piece of shit. Okay. This is a group.
1: I really wish that you would just say what you think. You were wondering if I had something <laughs> like this
0: pent up? <laughs> Seriously? You're going to stick a microphone in my face and say, just rant about something you don't like, you know? I mean, this is uh, this is my birthday and Christmas rolled into one here. Yeah. Now, and this is a group that's capable of producing fairly decent tunes, and Fergie can actually kind of sing, but none of that is even hinted at here. Now, you know, first off, if your starting point is referring to the feminine contours of a woman's body as humps, lumps, and bumps, the battle is already lost, as far as I'm concerned. You know, uh, About getting you love drunk with the junk in her trunk, I mean, which, to hear her tell it, prompts the boys to treat her nicely and give her icies. And I don't mean the kind from 7-Eleven. I'm talking Tiffany and Cartier kind of icies, you know? Well, then break out your umbrella because the shit is going to really keep raining down, we feel certain. In the twisted nightmare world of the Black Eyed Peas, or at least the song... It's perfectly appropriate to ask a woman what she's going to do with all that breasts inside her shirt, okay? (laughs) It's in the lyric. (laughs) And she doesn't say, what the fuck kind of question is that, you know? But, you know, lest you think this overachieving female uh, telling this tale is uh, leading our daughters astray, rest assured, she doesn't put out to receive all these goodies. In fact, she assures men that if they touch her, there will be drama, and you don't want no drama. Okay (laughs) She just wants the next generation of females Sporting the appropriate humps, slums and bumps To expect By dint of the mere possession alone of these By that fact alone To be lavished with expensive gifts So basically there's no problem And there's the Milky Cocoa Puffs part I mean it's just There's a a (laughs) lot of stuff that really doesn't warrant discussion (laughs) This song is bedazzlingly stupid Militantly obnoxious And profoundly unmusical So naturally it won a Grammy And it was a a top 10 hit in 15 countries. 15 countries. There are 15 countries where people are so depraved and debased in an artistic sense in terms of appreciating art that they would actually buy this shit. Okay. Uh, You know, and first of all, men, (laughs) please, on behalf of our entire sex, I urge you not to be the kind of moron described in this song. You know, giving out ICs because you're like her humps. I mean, you know, seriously. And recording artists everywhere. On behalf of music itself, I urge you not to compose reprehensible drivel like this, okay? Have some respect for yourself. Stand on the street corner and beg. If anyone does look down on you, explain that you've chosen this as a more dignified alternative to foisting another brain-eroding crap fest like my humps on an unsuspecting world. Okay. You will immediately become a king in the eyes of any person of culture you encounter. Okay, Now, I don't remember which dark year it was I, that this brutally awful song plagued us, but I do remember looking up to heaven saying, Where is thy terrible swift sword? <laughs> 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 well... <laughs>
2: That's one song. <laughs> I just laugh when she laughs, even though when she laughs is something that isn't funny, when I say, I... <laughs>
0: which is all the time, you know. <laughs> Where is that terrible sword? I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> It was There's, the it was the looking to the sky moment that really drove it home for me. With your hands raised as if it was really happening right now. <laughs> you were asking I mean, the age-old question.
0: <laughs> I mean, where is like you're going to abide this? It's like, come on, there are nine films in the Saw franchise. What's it gonna take for you to get that sword out and put an end to this? <laughs> there are
1: nine films in the Saw.
0: I mean, I just can't even. What's it going to take? I'm dying right now.
1: (laughs) Well, anyway, while Pumpkin is
0: dying here, that's one song I definitely wish I had been sparrowed. And since this is a successful group. I'm sure the peas don't mind if some obscure curmudgeon gives them a black eye. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no.
0: All right, now you're going to sit there and tell me with a straight face. Actually, your face isn't very straight now, right now. Then I got to do a song. Well, good, because I'm not letting you steal the show from me anymore. Okay. Well,
1: Bernard, are you supposed to say what I think of the song?
0: Oh, of course. I'm sorry.
1: Because you. Oh yes, say.
0: right. Because you probably love. <laughs> Whoops.
1: What the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck does. (laughs) Would you like to step outside for a minute?
0: After I said all that, perhaps I shouldn't have made that uh, connection. Uh, perhaps I, after saying what I said, I really hope nobody ever listening to the show likes that song. It's it's just me. I'm just an old guy. Don't don't mind me. Don't, just humor me. Okay. So what do you think of my humps by the Black Eyed Peaks?
1: I think it's a stupid song. Okay. It's a stupid song. It does nothing for me. I think it's stupid. The video's stupid. I mean, I I think it's kind of benign. I mean, it's it's better than you know wet ass pussy, so I'm fine with it. I mean, in you know in comparison, <laughs> but I'm not a fan of either. So yeah, I I and the, unfortunately, I could give or take the black eyed peas 99.9 percent of the time. It's not that they're untalented. They're just uh, overdone or underdone. I'm not sure somebody needs to cook them, bake them something because they are not finished. Yeah,
0: put some kind of, you know, sugar on them or something. It's, yeah, I'm uh, kind
1: of out. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm, I agree with you. It, do I wish I'd never heard it? I'd be okay if I'd never heard it, but there are worse atrocities. But I'm, I'd am be okay if I never heard it.
0: Oh, that that is... Uh as Hamlet would say, a consummation devoutly to be wished. Uh, <laughs> that I could live in a world where I had never heard the black-eyed peas. I would su- submit to the thought, surrender to the thought, police Today, if I thought that could happen to me. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Well, so, well, it, it, basically, your reaction to that is like mine to Margaritaville. It's benign. Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, I still don't like it. Yeah. I don't want anything really to do with it.
0: Well, you were, you were. It was used as a weapon against you. Yeah. Unwittingly.
1: Yeah. yeah. True that.
0: That's when things happen on Wedding week Okay. True now, that. oh, no, I've got a song to do. Oh, no. Okay. Well, we've told you that Louis Drayton uh, masters every genre in which he works electronic dance music, punk, and, of course, rap. Well, this song tonight is a little bit of the latter two punk and rap, and it goes together so well, and it's just a, just a great. Rock. It's just it's Lewis Strayton. And if someone said, "Here's our theme, justify my dove, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera, write a song that is perfectly tailored to it. This would be the song you'd come up with. True that. This is about a guy. who's out looking for adventure, and he's uh, talk about fantasies. Uh, how does I can dress like a mechanic and you can dress up as a nun sound? Ooh. And but <laughs> the best Fetish is yet. <laughs> the best is yet to come. At least we hope, or at least the uh, the narrator hopes. In that the song is about Gadget Hackwrench. Now I had to look this up. Now Gadget Hackwrench is a is a character. You in... know,
1: you said that the best is yet to come, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> exactly. See,
0: I'm I'm uh, establishing <laughs> the, uh, just, the the motif it's here. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, well played. Yeah, I, I, unwittingly. I mean. Well
3: played. <laughs> there it is.
0: It's like. It's just it, it follows as as naturally as night does the day. True, true that. Gadget Hackrange is a character on uh, uh, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, I believe, and uh, the uh, and a, a favorite of furries everywhere, mm-hmm. which is something I learned about in the last couple of years. And there's bronies, and I there's mean, bronies, and uh, apparently uh, Gadget Hackrange is a cosplay favorite. So that means there's an abundance and a readily ready availability of gadget hack wrench costumes out there which is really perfect for the narrator of the song because he's hoping with any luck he'll get a Gadget Hack Wrench Suck. Yes, that's actually where the song goes. Ooh. And uh, yeah, you want to be sure those kids are not around. Although they won't be able to pick up the shrewd lyrical uh, prestidigitation of Lewis Drayton on this one. But if you catch it, well, it's pretty racy. And we were talking before about how the artist cannot be assumed to be as deviant as the narrator of the song. After right. all, it could just be a story. Well, True. that's definitely the case here <laughs> with Lewis Drayton and Gadget Hack Wrench Suck. In glad fact, he, we
1: got that squared <laughs> away. Glad we got away. that squared
0: away, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything about his proclivities in the, in the uh, furry area, but this song is <laughs> yeah. definitely not about him. Uh, so I'm <laughs> assuming no. In fact, he himself says of the piece, the song's about escapism as an ultimate dead end. And it was inspired mm. by a man and his gadget-hack-wrench sex comics. Mm. So this is uh, the man in question here is supposed to be narrating this song. Uh, as about the things that we have uh, talked about, and uh, listen closely, and there's just no telling what you're going to hear in this uh, delightful tale of a night out on the town. I hope you come with us on this I journey. Hope you come with us on this journey, and we know one thing: we know since this is Lewis Drayton that the song does not gadget hack wrench suck. It's going to be awesome. So stay tuned. Here it comes. <laughs>
2: I wanna hit a fix some fetish kicks and screw my fate Just like they say, <laughs> Cause on a night from night the moves are right, I'm feeling so fine Walking out the door, I'm going out to get what's mine Ripping off the world a jacket off for all I see I couldn't see, eh, 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 eh I was standing by the traffic lights, I see a girl alive I so know it's not complex When a am pretty, pretty pussy is is the sex so my a choppin' no on mortal terror off a furry ex Say ay, 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 ay. Oh, and if I die for pearls and gettin' stuck, I keep up ending like a dappin' duck. I tip in belt, and then with any luck I gadget I quit sock Glitch a lesson, semen fillers running through my brain Red-like, tempest, voices gently whisper Turn again, it's the pseudo Let's share a shit together, do it one on one
0: That song, I have to come again and, uh, and again. introduce and again and, and again, again and tell you that you can find Lewis Drayton and all of his over on the Bandcamp, and just check out Lewis Drayton on Facebook. Now, was two of them: him personally and his musician artist page. You can probably get all the links to all of his body of work at any of them, and of course, hear his wonderful shows on Fusion Music Radio. And I mention only in passing that I'm on uh, about 40 or so of them, but uh, with him, you know, which is a great honor. So, yeah, that was the perfect song for this
1: show. So, Puddin', Kitten, what comes next? Well, it is, as you normally put it, America's favorite uh, game show. Various Songbirds Battle Royale. And for this feature, we name lines from songs and try to stump each other in a head-to-head battle. So this is the part of the show that is fun and agonizing all at the same time. Now, I've been losing miserably at this game. Apparently, either I don't know shit about songs, or David deliberately picks songs I don't know shit about. It isn't that. So it's it's it's, it's the, the latter. It's the first thing. It's the latter. Yeah, it's the first thing. It's the latter. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, you are slated to go first, and I am fearful and excited all at the same time. Oh,
0: I get to do you a song. Okay, mm-hmm. very good then. Here's one that... If sung, there is zero question you would know. It's a question of, I'm not going to sing it. I'll try not to even phrase it in the rhythmic way of the autist. I went from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A. And I'm willing to give you more lines if you need them without admitting defeat. Because you always skimp and give like two lines. Scraps.
1: One more time. (laughs) Okay. Will you say oh. one more time.
0: I went from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A. Northern California, where the girls are warm. Is this
1: like the California Girls by Van Halen?
0: Well, that would be the Beach Boys California Girls. Oh. Well, that, was, that was Dave. Dave Solo, Lee Roth Dave is what
1: I was thinking, but. Nope. I think we did the. I, think we did California girls already. I thought we
0: did. Yeah, we did. did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I know I know this song. French Bikini,
0: yeah, I think we did, or Northern Girls, yeah, we did that. Oh, because of the mention of the Northern uh, California, yeah.
1: Fuck, I swear I keep thinking it's California Girls. I know it's not, because you told me, I know this song. Mm -hmm. I fucking know this song.
0: Mm -hmm. Everybody knows this song, I think.
1: I know those lines, I've sung those lines. Of course you
0: have. Except for some of the young things and tender in the audience, everybody knows this song.
1: Can I get another hint? Something different. I'm admitting defeat.
0: Oh, admitting defeat. Okay, another hint. Um,
1: <laughs> you that like that part? That's your no, no. It part? just
0: makes it it makes it easier because uh, I fed you so many lines, you know. Oh my god! I did. I'm sorry. Okay, um, it's hard to give a hint on this one. It really is, unless you want initials or something. Sims. Which, of course, there won't be a band with those initials.
1: There no. none none exist. It's like basket case. Fucking pissed me off. I knew the whole song.
0: I went from Phoenix, Arizona, all the okay. way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A. Northern California, where the girls are warm. So I could hear my sweet baby say, "Okay, now, now you're really you got the whole verse."
1: Right, it's like right there. It's
0: always it's always right there. That's that's the the agony of various songbirds. And then the pain, that's why it's so much fun.
1: The painful part is how long do I keep this going on, or just I should just admit I already admitted defeat. So go ahead, tell me.
0: I was gonna say we're, we're doing a song about uh, fetishes and. and uh, uh, taboo uh, uh, passions and everything like that, and we obviously love misery and pain because we play this game. Okay. Yes. Okay, I'll sing it. I went from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A., Northern California, where the girls are warm, so I can hear my sweet baby say, "Keep on rocking rockin me, me baby, baby." That's right, me. rocking me by whom? Oh. Ah, I thought that would come easier. Interesting. No, Very interesting. I don't know
1: that I know who this is by.
0: Wow. You will when you hear it, of course, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, of course."
1: Fuck. Who is it by?
0: Well, he had another I hit. Already he lost. had another hit in the same uh, year or so, Jet Airliner.
1: Oh. Oh, 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 fuck. This game sucks sometimes.
0: It does. Now, why do we play it? <laughs> why do we do this to ourselves? Because it's so good. Because it's so good. It hurts so good, basically. Ah. This that's, that's this when you talk about it hurts so good, that's this game.
1: Just tell me I can't handle it.
0: Steve Miller Band. Fuck. Yeah, I know it's Fuck. terrible, isn't it? Oh. Jet Airliner, Jungle Love. Yeah. yeah. And, God, and and I, I know and this one I, p- I knew
1: all of that.
0: And one I picked apart on this very show. Uh, Take the money and run. Fuck
1: yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, that's so brutal.
0: Steve Miller Band. I'm sorry. I'm sure it'll be just as brutal for me. So lay it no, on me. No, because
1: I've done the the silver platter above my head. Oh, thing you don't do that. I always do that. You, can, you, can, do you, that. Can,
0: you can wield the truncheon.
1: No, I don't okay. do that because. I care. We've established. I care this. too. I uh-uh. want you to get them. It's you, just, don't. you
0: usually don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I usually don't. I mean sometimes you don't. I mean uh, I want you to get them. I do. I, I, I give you so I many lines. I want you to get them,
1: except you usually don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I misspoke. Usually is the wrong word. I mean huh. occasionally, not usually. You know, you know how you say sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, when you mean occasionally, it no, happens. All nobody the time. does that. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lay it on me. Lay it on me. Pay me back. Okay,
1: I don't. I'm not paying you back. I'm, I know. I'm I know. Being sweet. I sweet.
0: You're you're offering a fake, uh, an olive branch. And this um, is a musical And olive if I branch.
1: ever lose my hands, lose my plow, lose my land.
0: Oh, thank you for that Im- am- amazing gift right there. That is uh, the wind by Cat Stevens. Yes, thank you so much for that. It's not. Wait. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, 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 Moonshadow, Moonshadow, yeah, yeah, does that count? Of course it does. Yeah. Moonshadow, okay. If I sang it all, I would have got, I'm being followed by, you. yep. All right, I'm sorry, I swear, I hope this one is easier for you, let me see. Hmm. Okay.
1: I just want everybody to note that every time we play this game, I give him people I know he knows for sure and would be able to figure it out. And he gives me stuff he thinks I might know.
0: You did know it though. It's a ubiquitous radio hit. <laughs> Whatever for forty years. All Whatever right. you didn't get, kiss.
1: <clears throat> so you know
0: I didn't get kiss. I didn't get bluer or cold. Cult- I'm like, just saying. I didn't get uh, who's the other blondie. Yeah, blondie. right? right, all right. I'm your dream, make you real. I'm your eyes when you must steal. I'm your pain when you can't feel.
1: Yeah, I have no idea what that is. got to mm-hmm. sing
0: it. I'm your dream, make you real. I'm your eyes when you must steal. I'm your pain when you can't feel. Sad but true. Not nothing. Oh, sorry. Sad but true by Metallica. I, 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 I knew
1: it was Metallica, yeah. but I didn't know the song. I don't oh, know the lyrics. Sorry. It's so-
0: I thought it was like one of those Metallica songs that everybody knows. Like the, the few that are the most well-known ones. Sorry. I, I meant well. I really did. Gee, that, that really doesn't bode well for the other one I was going to do, because that's even more obscure. But I mean, it's a... Oh, sorry. It's a big hit. Stump me. Do a, do. a It was a big hit. That's why I thought you might know it. Uh,
1: you thought I might, but I give you ones I know you know. All right. Where's the love?
0: I'm a cat. I get it.
1: Sidewalk crouches at her feet like a dog that begs for something sweet.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you hope to make her... Yeah. Uh... Hello, I love you by the doors. I'm sorry. No, You're giving me such easy ones. I'm, it's terrible. Oh, I feel bad. And that's the whole point of uh, playing various songbirds, I think. Okay. Oh, I, gee, that one I should not do because you're never going to get that one. Okay. Okay.
1: Like you care.
0: Let's try this one. In <laughs> fact, I'm going to go to a softball, babe. Okay. My love is the evening breeze touching your skin, the gentle, sweet singing of leaves in the wind.
1: I don't know those lines
0: the whisper that calls after you in the night and kisses your ear in the early light moon, early moonlight or light or whatever I'm so sorry
1: I got nothing oh good sorry
0: I feel lower than whale
1: I have no about idea this. what that song it's, is It's
0: heart crazy on you
1: I just don't know all those lyrics I know lyrics to songs that are probably not in the 70s but we'll we'll keep trying well here's a here's another you know sweet offering. What I feel has come and gone before, no need to talk it out. We know what it's all about.
0: Oh. It's the Carpenters' uh, Rainy Days and Mondays. I've got to find this type of song. I really try to find this type of song that it's just like, see, you'll get this and it'll be more fun. But, it's uh, fine. Get- it's
1: fun for them because I don't, I mean, because the agony is real. I mean, those two I didn't have, I I I
0: usually have agony, too. It just seems It's just an agony-free night for me, that's all.
1: Well, because I pick songs I thought you'd know.
0: Well, thank you for that. Yes. I'm sorry. I was trying to. That's all right. Oh, and hey, i got to do one more for you, I guess?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, God. It's such a weird one, but if you think about it, the weirdness ought to drive you to it. Okay. Semolina Pilchard, Climbing Up the Eiffel Tower. Elementary Penguins Singing Harry Krishna, Man, You Should Have Seen Them Kicking Edgar Allan Poe
1: fucking idea what that is either.
0: Damn! <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Alright, let No me idea. T- Samolina Pilcher. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Climbing up the Eiffel Tower. Elementary penguins singing Hare Krishna, man. You should have seen them kicking Edgar Allan Poe. Ba 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 ba. Ba 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 ba. Ba 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 ba. Oh the pain. Ba 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 ba. Ba, ba, ba,
1: ba. Yeah, but there's no way I'm gonna. You've just sang me the whole song, so it's fine. Yeah,
0: but you know what it is? Sounds
1: like the Beatles to me. Yeah,
0: it's the Beatles. Uh, I'm. So, I, <laughs> I just picture these things have been drilled in, even though you're a young thing and tender. That these songs had still been drilled into your head. That was the Beatles. Uh, I'm the walrus. Oh, I mean,
1: I, it's I, a great song. It's I, a, I just don't know all the lyrics. It's I'm, my my bad.
0: I'm positively agreed because they're so bizarre. <laughs> they're so bizarre, and there are certain ones like. Kicking in Edgar Allan Poe. How the fuck many times does Edgar Allan Poe come up in a song except for my own Poe's Raven rap? I mean, it's just yeah, not something you hear. You're right.
1: No, and I just, you know, the thing is, is I know those songs at a high level. I just don't know every lyric. I mean, I, I mean,
0: See, I'm that way, too. When I hear a song for the first time or two, the lyrics don't stick. I, I'm taken in everything. And that's the way, apparently, the way it is with a lot of older songs for you. Oh, goodness, Well, I'm not know. a
1: huge fan of that song either, so I don't think I'd go to it to listen to it. I, uh, if it comes on, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of out. It's, it's all right. It's an and
0: achievement, uh, I think. Uh, it's
1: all right. All right, all right. Well, all right. so you have one sorry. more. You have one more if you want it. I not oh, that you haven't yeah. kicked oh. my ass already. Oh, if
0: you got one, okay. Hopefully I'll miss it and be ashamed. You won't miss it. Oh, I'm sorry. You're <laughs> being so good. You, know? you
1: talk about things that nobody cares. You're wearing out things that nobody wears.
0: Oh, wow. Aerosmith, sweet emotion. Uh, oh.
1: Okay, so you kicked my ass again. Oh, I...
0: I, I didn't last time, did I? Yeah, you did. No. What about the time before that? I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I, stopped, I, think keep, I, I stopped
1: keeping track because I had my you, ass kicked a lot in this game. No, I'm no, fine you, with you've it. You've
0: wiped me out on a number of shows.
1: But anyway, so you kicked my ass. You got all four of those.
0: Well, if it's any consolation, you get to introduce a good song.
1: <laughs> That's something. I'll take it. So that was various songbirds, Battle Royale. And I guess for me it's just the, the battle uh, denial because apparently i had known no songs No songs, no lines from songs. I don't even like music. Who knew? So the next artist is new to us, and it is called Project Revise. And the song is Tie Me Down. They're from the UK, and they are punk. And I will tell you, this is actually the alternate version. Um, We give you two versions to choose from, Justify My Dove. Either it's the, the sexual taboo version or... It is the, you know, you, uh, you persuaded people to your point of view and this is the latter. So this infectious track is punk at its best. It includes everything I love about this genre. The band is comprised of tight and talented musicians. It is cohesive, interesting, fun, and rowdy. This is a song where he clearly persuades a love interest in this song to hold on tightly but never tie me down. The lyrics are steeped in the best interest and love for another person. After several listens, I'm persuaded to the point of view, to their point of view, that is, and I'm inspired to dive deeper into their catalog. Tie me down. Project Revise, and you can find them on Facebook at Project R E V I S E.
0: All right, and that brings us to wouldn't tit be tweet? Wouldn't what be tweet? Well, for this feature, we create our own super groups and explain why it would be tweet if we can muster the uh, words. And just think about that: imaginary, fictional. No rules. Death is not an impediment to assembling your uh, super group. It's kind of like fantasy football, only interesting <laughs> and cool. Yeah, and cool. <laughs> I mean, if fantasy football weren't were interesting, then uh, there would be kind of like lame that, and that. And and not pointless. completely lame and pointless. <laughs> well, we've put together some interesting groups, and of course, these types of groups have uh, appeared or attempted to appear in real life. But uh, this one certainly never even came close. I'm going to start with the ground up and put Mr. Carl Palmer on drums. Now, this guy, it it doesn't matter the fact that he's still a major beast um, on drums, but... Of course, you can pick them with all their skills and all their talents you know, throughout right. all their years. This guy can do anything. He can play you know, raw, nasty blues and a lot of really highbrow, progressive, classical stuff with outright classical covers as well as a, a heavy classical influence. And that's kind of a theme that's going to run through this band of this imaginary mm. band of mine a little bit. So Carl Palmer on drums and on the bass, not the first guy you think of when you think of progressive or classical or anything like that, but... Perhaps that's not fair. John Entwistle on mm. bass and of course horns also and vocals. He sings and of course. when uh, you know, when you see the Who Live, unless they got a like a big group with him, you might have synthesized horns, but in the studio that's all Entwistle playing the horns. Nice. And, he, and he's uh, such a—I mean—the Who could make noise that was absolute chaos. What Roger Daltrey described as four horrible geezers making the worst noise you ever heard in your life. <laughs> but they can also be incredibly progressive. They can sound like Pink Floyd, and they can sound like just—you know—absolute uh, a sonic assault. I mean, an atomic bomb. And there's a lot of uh, poetry and a lot of uh, expressiveness, uh, even though people uh, think of Entwistle and Keith Moon as just constantly playing over each other. Uh, Entwistle and Moon don't really play together, it seems to me, but it'd be interesting to see how such an amazing precision player would work with a, a machine like Carl Palmer. So that would be the rhythm section and, of course, some horns in the studio and stuff. Well, sure. Now on guitar, another gentleman with very definite leanings in that area, Richie Blackmore on guitar. Wow. Now, here's a guy who not only did Deep Purple do uh, concerts with orchestras, they did uh, classical covers and everything, but he's also, since 1999, been in a band called Blackmore's Night with his wife, Candice Knight, and they uh, are all about... they well I'll put it this way. They appear at Renaissance Fairs. That's what they're like. I mean, they're oh, all about wow. Celtic, uh, folky, uh, acoustic... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Medieval. They get medieval on your ass. That's right. Uh, Blackmore's Night. So he's definitely got those leanings as well as from Deep Purple. So he would be a hell of a guitar player to throw in with the likes of Palmer and Entwistle finally having to work with a drummer. And uh, so, what about keyboards? Now, this is going to surprise some people. I'm going with Nicky Hopkins, who was really not a recording artist in his own right, never Mm. had a band and never released a record under his name that I know of. He's a session player, but he's a session player who's known to play with the Beatles and the Who and the Kinks and especially the Rolling Stones. And the reason I put him in this group is because he has definite classical leanings. If you think of the uh, piano parts he contributed to Angie, for example, Nicky Hopkins, and she's a rainbow. I mean, that, that... Delicious Baroque uh, Trill Fest called she uh, she's a rainbow. That's uh, I think Nikki Hopkins could bring some really amazing stuff to this group. Uh, by the way, she's a rainbow. Um, did, I, did I mention that in the uh, opening montage? I believe Maybe. I did. I did. I? From the criminally <laughs> underappreciated uh, Their Satanic Majesty's Request album, that particular track. A little trivia. Besides the piano by Nikki Hopkins, because he did that a lot, uh, was produced and the string arrangement was made by. Mr. John Paul Jones, a couple of years before Led Zeppelin got together. So that, that was one of Jones's. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, um, uh, Nikki Hopkins, uh, but what about, it? are we going to have a singer in this thing? I yeah. Imagine I imagine so. I'm going to go with Ian Anderson of Jethro <laughs> Tull. <laughs>
3: wow.
1: Because,
0: again, he can do the Celtic folky Baroque thing and the progressive rock and all that shit so Fuck well. Yeah, he can. And uh, vocals and flute, of course, and he's one hell of a, an acoustic guitar player. So, yeah, that would be interesting to pull these talents wow. and see what they could come up with. So that's my little imaginary that's,
1: super group. That's fucking amazing, actually, right there. Thank you. Thank I you. really like that assembly, and I like the direction of the band. I like the prog and the renaissance, and, oh, I can so hear it. Oh, uh, if only, if only.
0: Yeah, that would be, the, we've had some great super group, ima- and, you know, if like I said, if they could all... Like ebony and ivory, if they could all live in perfect harmony and work together, and see what they could they would produce, I think it would be amazing. Oh my
1: yeah. God, that would be incredible! All right,
0: so that would be wooden tit be tweet. All right, next up, fantastic group called Electric. Mother from Orkney, Scotland. They're from Scotland. Ooh, you gotta love it. I love it. And the song, I think we're right on point here. The song Jigalo. Hey hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. 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 And uh, their uh, genre is they're a stoner groove, heavy metal kind of a band. Uh, I think they're better than that. I think they're selling them so short, maybe. Agreed. But that, those are good things. Yes. But uh, this to me is a real uh, has a real black oak Arkansas vibe to it. Uh, it's really classic Southern fried boogie riffs. And the lead guitar jams just, like, pan-sear your face, kind of. They you know? do. <laughs> they do, right? It's true. It's a catchy little sales pitch. And it's the uh, narrator presenting himself as what he imagines is the lady in question's fantasy lover. <laughs> okay. Now, I personally don't want to know if his best-in-town claim is legit in the, uh, in the studly sense. However, but this smoking track definitely curls my toes. Here, <laughs> <laughs> Here is Electric Mother with Gigolo. BANG! the gigolo. Now, are you ready? You ready to fork it up? Are you ready to fork it over? Cuz uh, oh, you got to pay. You got to pay, okay? And you can find them on Facebook at Electric Mother Band.
1: All right, and now it is time for trivial trills. <laughs> this is a really fun feature because what I do is I name a musical artist or band and see what if any tasty trivia tidbits David can share or muster or both. And this time I've selected a band because I like to throw you softballs, be it various songbirds or whatever, what have you. It's Aerosmith.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yes. So, what, sir, do you know about Aerosmith? And of course, I've come up with several tasty tidbits myself in the event that I've stumped you. Or that you are not able to provide what I feel is an ample number of factoids.
0: Well, Aerosmith, I might know a thing or two, but not being a gossip person, there are probably things that I don't know, but then others that you can't avoid no matter how hard you try. It's not uh, all gossip. No, no, I'm sure it's not. Um, Factoid-wise, let me see. Well, of course, this was a band that actually uh, opened my first concert in 1975. Uh, they were not the headliners till next year, and I wasn't familiar with their stuff until after that show, uh, where they opened for Black Sabbath, and then I became a huge fan immediately. They won me over that night. They were fucking incredible, opening up with the song "Make It," which kicks off the first album, which is unbelievable. That that's a way to blast into a show and say, you know, the first line, "Good evening, people. Welcome to the show." Uh, so, what I know about Aerosmith, I think they're from Boston, um, and. Uh, Gee, what do I really know about them? Except I know um, a great deal of their music, like the first six albums very well. Beyond that, um, maybe not. Um, (laughs) Well, they got one of the biggest record deals ever, if I remember correctly, uh, as far as advanced payments for uh, Future Works. They have had lineup changes, uh, but the the five are back together, as I understand now. Um, And what's... Gee, what do I know about them? Well... There was a problem with this band involving well, rock bands in the '70s. Take a wild guess what the problem was. It might have had something to do with drugs.
1: Maybe drugs, yeah. And
0: uh, which uh, Tyler and Perry, who were producing the albums, uh, went um, by the name of the uh, Toxic Twins. And uh, I think they cleaned up. Good for them because they're better now. These old performers when oh, they're when they're sober, they're, they're so much better, and they are amazing. First five albums are so, unbeatable. One of the greatest American rock bands ever. But what do I actually know about them? Not a hell of a lot, except for the makeup of the band and the general uh, career trajectory. There's a tell-all biography called Walk This Way that uh, describes some of this stuff, but I didn't read it. And, um, shit, what do I know about Aerosmith? I mean, they've... Uh, Done some impressive things, one of the first uh, rap crossover things with Run DMC. We talked about that on another mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. But um, probably going to be kicking myself um, with the stuff you bring up, but I just know the music mostly.
1: So, Well, do you know how they formed?
0: Not really, no. no. Well, this is
1: an interesting little story. Good, I like it. So those. I'll start with this one. In the 60s, Steven Tyler formed the band Chain Reaction. Super fucking, uh, let's see, unique name, not... Joe Perry, Tom Hamilton, and Joey Kramer were in another band called Jam Band. Mm. That's in even 1970, worse. 1970, yeah. yes. The two bands played the same gig in Boston, so you were right. Mm. Tyler and Kramer had known each other before that day, but hearing each other play was the magic moment. The members of both bands decided to merge into one, with Tyler becoming the frontman after having previously been in the, the, the drummer. Drums, yes, of the drums. Chain that's right. Yeah, he plays
0: the drums. That's right.
1: So. That's an interesting, cool little story. I forgot
0: about that. I I should have known that.
1: And I will tell you, I mean, there is a magic when you share a bill with with different people. You think, oh, we could collab on this. I mean, we've talked about doing it with the Tragic Radicals a million times. I mean, you know, you start to, like, hear stuff in other bands. Bat Farm, we've talked about. Collabing or whatever, singing backup or something. I mean, you just you you go. Oh my God, you guys are you're special. You're great, and I love what you do. And oh, a so number of bands have formed that way. Of yeah, course, yeah, absolutely. So that's one of the little tasty tidbits is the how they met. You know, and in which videos did Alicia Silverstone appear? Um, I'm
0: going to take a wild guess and say Crazy. That's one. Uh, really? Oh, there's more than one.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. She was a staple.
0: Oh. Alicia Silverstone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You mean a, leg- a legitimate Batman tie right there? Because she was Batgirl.
1: No, just an Alicia Silverstone tie.
0: No, uh, yeah. Well, we look for Batman ties, and that was no, we don't one.
1: actually. No, okay, you we do. Had, we
0: had Pettoon, we had Bond. We yeah, had
1: I, I don't have any of that.
0: So okay, Batman tie here. Anyway, Alicia Silverstone. I'm going to go with uh, amazing. Was it amazing? Yes. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. And there's one more.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll never get this one. Not, not. Please don't tell me Janie's got a gun. Please. No. Okay. Oh, what is it? Crazy. I said crazy.
1: You said amazing and crying. I thought.
0: No, oh, no, no. I said crazy, not crying.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so I well, missed it crying. Was crying is yeah. what I said. So, in which of those, one of those three, did his daughter live also appear?
0: Oh, I'm going to go with amazing. Crazy. Crazy. Wow.
1: They were strippers. Really? No kidding. Yeah. That was a little eyebrow-raising, because why would you have your daughter be a stripper in a video? I'm kind of out, but that's just me. I could be very prudish in that way. But again, then he put her in a video where she's a stripper later. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. You know. Uh, The Convair CV300 plane was almost rented by Aerosmith in 1977. That doesn't seem terribly interesting, except that that plane found other customers in Leonard Skinner. No. Yes, this was the plane that killed several members of the band, including Ronnie Van Zant. Wow. So we could have lost Aerosmith had they chartered that plane. Wow, and we you know, chartered that plane, I, chartering a plane. It's it's it's
0: you. terrible what happened to Leonard Skinner, but Ronnie Van Zant at least had uh, three or four brothers who looked and sang just like him, so they could they could carry on. which Tyler probably didn't. So. Um, but uh, it, it was—I mean, I'm not saying if one of them had to get it or anything like that. But I mean, it's, it's,
1: <laughs> it did sound a little. Laugh. <laughs> a little
0: really.
1: I didn't want to say. It. I was like, it sounds <laughs> a little like, hey, look, if anyone was going to get it, it's fine. He's easily replaceable by another brother, so no biggie. We got you.
0: Yeah, it did kind of sound like that. bye Ronnie. Not what I meant. <laughs> we got
1: three more over here. No biggie. Ronnie, Sorry.
0: Donnie, Lonnie—they all. Have
3: just...
1: <laughs> oh, Johnny, we're, you know. we're going to be canceled. <laughs> Leonard Skinner fans are going to come with their pitchforks and just light this shit up.
0: Uh, how many Leonard Skinner fans are there left? After?
1: <gasps> no. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, my God.
0: You know, I'm saying this just to amuse just to the audience. <gasps> oh, here. my God. I'm sorry. It's too soon. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it will only be too soon for that shit. Oh my God! Oh I will leave it to you God. to cut this. So. I'm not going to do shit. I'll leave it to you. it's your it's your head. <laughs> we'll roll for that.
0: My judgment is not uh, <laughs> is not adequate to deciding whether we should leave that in the show or not. Yeah.
1: Oh my God! In 2010, Sammy Hagar was considered a possible replacement for Tyler, who was about to join American Idol.
0: Oh Lord, really?
1: And and Stephen Tyler Tyler was an American Idol. He yeah, did the Amer- but Aerosmith
0: was, maybe hiatused it or something. But they uh, did. Yeah, they
1: did. Well, they didn't know if he was coming back. Yeah. So.
0: God, imagine leaving a band for that shit. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it would be interesting to hear Sammy Hagar sing those songs. To be honest with you, but I'm a Hagar fan, so they've only had one number one single. Do you know what that is? One. Um, I'm gonna go.
0: It wasn't that thing from uh, the the meteor movie was <laughs> Armageddon um uh I'm gonna go with uh no, oh, shit it's not Janie no wait oh not love in an elevator god help us if it's love in an elevator uh live it up while we're going down <laughs> yeah I mean it's not ragdoll that would be a good one that's a great uh, song there are some crap storms out there in the later period um, uh, living on the edge no I, I don't know which is it don't want to miss a thing. Oh, of course. That's the one, and that is the one from Armageddon, I think.
1: And the song never appeared on any of their studio albums, just on the Armageddon soundtrack. Armageddon soundtrack. See,
0: I was on the right track. And they didn't write it. No, really? Wow, it's, that sounds like some Desmond Child shit
1: right
0: there. <laughs> Diane Warren can't be <laughs> far away. No,
1: I think it's probably a Warren. Yeah. And did you know that they have their own roller coaster at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Orlando called Rock and Roller Coaster? I, I
0: had no idea about I that didn't at all. No.
1: And this is very interesting. The video for jd has Got a Gun was directed by a young David Fincher oh. who would go on to direct.
0: Um, I know the name. That's about it.
1: Zodiac, Fight Club, and Seven.
0: Oh, really? Fuck. Fight Club. Wow. He's
1: brilliant.
0: We can't talk about that. You
1: know? No, we, I, I, <laughs> I, I can't believe I even said it. Yeah. Uh, in 2001, they were inducted into the Hall of Fame. Now, that's not a big deal because, of course, they were. What makes this unique is that they are the only band to be inducted while one of their songs was active on the charts. The song "Jaded" was active on the charts.
0: Oh, because usually bands are like it's, it's decade, posthumous yeah, I mean, or yeah, decades post- after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they're out there, but they're not actually. They're not any doing hits, anything yeah.
1: right. So that's pretty cool. I mean, that's
0: quite a distinction. I'm it really sure, yeah.
1: is. Toys in the Attic remains their highest-selling studio album ever. Yeah. yeah. And the story behind Dude Looks Like a Lady. It's you know the story? Un-
0: no, but it's an unfortunate song. But yeah.
1: Dude Looks Like a Lady was inspired when Tyler was in a bar and was checking out a beautiful woman sitting with her back to him. Mm-hmm. That beautiful woman turned out to be Vince Neil. No! Molly Motley Crue. <laughs> I was figuring it was some
0: outright drag queen or something nope. like that. Vince Neil. Okay. Vince
1: fucking Neil.
0: Well, Motley Crue were kind of asking to be picked up as chicks. I'm
1: sorry, but Vince Neil was fucking beautiful. Holy shit. He was prettier than most women I've ever seen. Gorgeous. Beautiful hair, great makeup, great body. He was gorgeous. Oh, good lord. Anyway, that was Trivial Trills and very interesting little tidbits about Aerosmith. No rumors. Just facts and interesting information.
0: Yeah, nobody uh, slept with anybody's wife or beat anybody not up. Or not that I'm aware of. Ran him over with a car or anything. Maybe it's any in that tell usual, all. Any of that usual rock star shit.
1: Maybe it's in the tell-all yeah. book that I did not read. That could be. So, you know, again, you're always bitching now about, oh, let me do a segment, let me do a segment, so fucking go do it.
0: About damn time, okay. I'm just saying. It's never me. It's never. It's always you. (laughs) Regular listeners are going to be like, isn't this the guy who says. It's the guy uh, who
1: says it's always me.
0: All right. And since we've run that theme into the ground, we need a new one, don't we? That one is on E. That one is left at the side of the road. That one, uh, we're calling the tow truck for that one. So uh, let's, let's move on. There you go. Let's move on to bigger and better things with the next theme. A Birds of a Feather is. Losing My Crown Pigeon. That's right. Based on the, of course, the song Losing My Religion by R.E.M. from the Out of Time album in 1991. And the songs we're looking for, the submissions we want, again, we're going to leave it pretty broad for it's you. It's
1: fourfold.
0: Fourfold. <laughs> and this is, according to uh, Cupcake here, this is the uh, how the band describes what the song is about. And yes. if you look at the Urban Dictionary, this is pretty much what... Uh, Everybody, how everybody uses it, uh, especially in the first definition, which d- dictionaries, you know, they have multiple definitions that have nothing to do with each other. But I won't bore you with how I've misunderstood that phrase all these years, having been brainwashed by movies, which is never a good idea. Uh, <laughs> we'll tell you what R.E.M. says the song is about, and this is what we're looking for as far as submissions. Being at the end of your rope and the moment when the politeness gives way to anger. I'm losing my religion here, and mm-hmm. this is what, the way people use it these days. Unrequited love. Okay, come on, who doesn't have a song about that? Even you milk toast uh, rockers out there today. somebody's got a song about that. It's hard to go you hard to, to get some really extreme stuff out of you about drugs and sex and everything like that because you're so you're so squeaky clean these days, but hopefully we can find this one at least. The struggle with fame. And I'm very sympathetic to the famous, honestly.
1: I wanted to say there's a parallel there.
0: Yeah, Oh, is there? You
1: and R.E.M. and the struggle for about with fame.
0: Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I know, I yeah. Mean, it, it's I di- saw that right away. It's difficult for me, you know. But I sympathize with those who are famous, honestly. I think it's got to be a real drag.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, people say, oh, you're so famous. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. Yeah, I do feel sorry for you if you're famous. It's a pain in the ass because... The public doesn't know how to how to treat you, how to react to you. Everybody freaks out, and everybody, you know, it's it's a hassle. Yep. So I get that, and also questioning the spiritual beliefs of yourself or others. So we're leaving it wide open for you. Any one of those themes, or maybe a little bit of stretch, but come on, give us something we can work with here. We're uh, we're willing to work with you. It's just like we're like a lender. We're like a very uh, open-minded lender. We're willing to work with you, and that is means that it's uh, having stated that, that means it's time for you.
1: It's true. One thing I want to say about the themes is just remember, folks, that we are wide open on genre. It's not that we have, you know, a leaning toward any one thing. Send it to us. This time we have a, like an electronica piece. We've had like folk pieces. We've had punk pieces. We've had metal pieces. You know, we are open. Goth. Everything. So what you, whatever you got that fits the theme, shoot it over to both on air at gmail.com. Oh, oh no, David! It's that part of the show.
0: I will pass you a tissue. I mean, I've—I always need some on hand for the copious nasal secretions. However, you need them for your tears I at do. this point of the show. So go ahead.
1: This is parting is such sweet sorrow, and uh, this is a hard segment for me except for the fact that I get to give you homework. And this time, just because we just did it on Trivial Trills, we are going to go ahead and say, Aerosmith, are you in? Are you out? What do you think? Are you hell yes? Hell no? Are you hell maybe? Are you hell sometimes? Are you hell never? Where are you at? We want to know. We want you to tell us what you think. Of course, as you know, we will be posting that on our Instagram and Birds of a Feather pages on Facebook as well. You can find us on those pages at both on air. So let us know what you think. Tell us in the comments. Go ahead and love it, like it. Uh, we just want to know are they dreaming or you don't want to miss a thing? Where oh, are we at? Nice, nice. Where are you at? So I'm going to go ahead and wipe my tears while you take us home.
0: All right, I guess it's time to wrap this puppy up on a neat little blanket. The next Winging It airs on April 10th. A New Birds of a Feather airs on April 17th. And what platforms can you hear? What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather? Well, they include Spotify, Amazon Music slash Audible. Gotta love that Audible. Deezer, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Listen Notes, and soon we should be available on Apple Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castro Cast Box, and Casting Couch. Okay, that one's uh, that that's one. I, made not that. Real. I made that up. All right, and so um, and don't forget, you can subscribe to our show and listen to all forty-five previous shows at www.bothonair. That's b o a f on air. as in like Mister Bean, as in uh, you know Free uh, Podbean. dot and subscribe to the feed and just listen to us wherever you want or wherever you can. So, I guess that only leaves for you to say.
1: Let's get the flock out of here. Oh. This has been Birds of a Feather, on What the Flock Radio.